Oh. Oh, look what you did. <laughs> I didn't know you were starting it. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Exoprimal. Exoprimal needs more love. There you go. Start of the podcast. Everybody, welcome to episode 229 of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name's Roscoe. How are you doing? I am joined this week by Josh Thompson. Hello. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well. Thank you, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, you know. Uh, I feel like the gaming season has ended and no news has happened since then, since last week. Uh, Nothing at all. Nothing at all. It's been very, very quiet all week. Yeah, so um, excellent. Uh, uh, lovely stuff. A nice, nice peaceful, peaceful end to the gaming season. Nothing to look forward to in December at all. Nope. Uh, kind of. Anyway. Um, you're good. How's your week been? Yeah. Um, just been getting into review games. Uh and playing a bit of zombies with Miles last night. <laughs> And we we uh, all three of us enjoyed a bit of Modern Warfare online as well over the weekend. Well, enjoyed is a stretch. Participated, yeah. <laughs> suffered, <laughs> suffered. Uh, we all participated. Uh, um, yeah, it's a shame that. Um, yeah, we should just get back to Exo Primal, shouldn't we? I think I've been. Said it. What I'm saying, I've been saying this. Yeah, we said before we were recording, but yeah, Exo. Primal, I think, should be the one that we play online altogether. I I highly agree. Highly agree on that. Uh, Mr. Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. How are you? Oh, that one felt visceral. My young Padawan. I'm good, thank you, Jedi Master Roscoe. Yeah. uh, Good. Yeah, just uh, building furniture for the house and just slowly unpacking. And yeah, it feels nice. Feels good. Oh, wow, you're doing man stuff. I mean, I've been attempting to. I can't say I've been overly successful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Cat had to uh, bring me down from a slight mental breakdown yesterday owing to a cross-trainer machine that was not playing ball with my DIY skills, uh, mainly because I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> huh. um, but I have built a bookcase and a shelving unit, and they turned out okay-ish. Is there stuff on them right now? There is. My bookcase oh, well, is full of books. Result. And some Funko Pops, including a Linkin Park limited edition one. Very nice. Yeah. So I figured you'd nice. appreciate that. Maybe one might have to make some room for one that's on its way. <gasps> what do you mean? Nothing. Cat! Hello! Roscoe! <laughs> Hello, pal. How are you? All right, pal. How are you? Very well, thank you. I hear your, uh, your 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 place has been a bit of an IKEA showroom this week. Oh yeah, it has been. Um, yeah, I mean, what can I say? Uh, I'm just. I mean, I've literally just been sat on the floor with a leaflet in my hand, saying, "Yeah, you should put that one there. Yeah, that one needs to go here. Yeah, no, put that one there. No, it needs that one. No, you lift it. <laughs> like, 
So I uh, can't really say that I'm responsible for the building because um, really I'm just the manager of the building. Mm-hmm. Says that, um, but you did literally manage to overcome the most ridiculous dilemma I'd faced building anything yesterday. So, you know. That's because Miles accidentally broke it and we had to unbreak it. Ah. So we had to feed wire by wrapping it around a spoon and dropping it in a hole and catching it the other side, which was my fabulous idea, by the way. But I felt like... I don't know what I felt like, but it just, it felt good. You know, mm. if if anything, I felt like, you know, a boss ass bitch on the inside. That's pretty, that's pretty legit. My lads, I love it. Yeah, yeah. There's tiny little, little gap and I was like, listen, hear me out. What if we tied that to a spoon <laughs> and dropped the spoon? And he was like, you know what? It's not an awful idea. And I was like, brilliant. Let's do it. And it worked. That's so, amazing. That's amazing. So, uh, oh, cool. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, I can't wait to come up and see it at some point in 2024 or five or six. I'll be there sometime. <laughs> and then in 2026, you can um, come up and then help us unpack it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we'll be head better. <laughs> mm. So. I'll tell you what, I'll be here on the other end waiting for you. And so I can bring it in when you get back. Yes. Do that. Yay. Cool. <laughs> okay. That's booked. Pre-ordered. Love it. <laughs> All right, then. Let's get to Game of the Week. So from the top, Mr. Josh Thompson, what has been your Game of the Week? It's unfortunately just been Call of Duty uh, and oh. an embargo game. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so the full release came out on Friday. Uh, um, so that was that's the campaign, Zombies, and the online multiplayer. Um for people that don't have the vault edition or did, you could you had the campaign a week early. Um and now yeah, so we checked out everything that came out this Friday and it's certainly Call of Duty. Um <laughs> I'm gonna talk a lot more about it in review in my review, be a little bit more in depth with it. Um but yeah, um uh, Miles and I aren't really big fans of it. Um I'm starting to get a little bit tired of the old maps already. I'm starting to realise that um, I think you, when we all played together, I think you brought up X Defiant, which um, yes, I have I have forgotten about for a bit because it's just been lost in the ether so far. Hopefully, it will make a return. Um, but it really started making me think about sort of how map designs have changed over time and how we've kind of moved on from kind of from. The Modern Warfare 2 maps that we had in 2009. Uh, so I, I just couldn't get that feeling out of my head that these feel outdated because, yes, um, I'm, I haven't mentioned yet, but Modern Warfare 3 basically has all of Modern Warfare 2 2009's maps. Um, sounds confusing because it is. Uh, we've basically got the maps that we had over 10 years ago, uh, all brand spanking new. Uh, the beta showed off Favela, Skid Row, um, and a couple of others that did feel like they had a change. I think Favela in uh, particular um, is like completely different. I don't think it's the exact same map at all. Um, but these, the rest of the maps are one to one essentially. Um, so there isn't no, there isn't any difference. I am, you know, recognizing all the spots and all the weaknesses that the map has to offer. Um, the game plays a lot different from back then. So with that does become more exploitable choke points and 
um, spawn killing and just bad spawns in general uh, to the point where um, Activision have like taken some maps out for the time being. Um, I don't think they're back just yet. Um, but if if that's anything to go by and I'm playing some of the levels that I am, then I can't even imagine how bad the ones that have been taken off the game are. Um, I also came into like a sudden realization that people are using guns from other games now. Uh, so Modern Warfare 2 guns and Warzone guns are in this. So if you've played those, unlocked all the attachments for them, then you've essentially got um, a brand spanking new gun with all the bells and whistles, whilst scrubs at level one are using the default guns that have no attachments, um, which for me, trying out all the all the guns that there is to offer, um, I found myself just getting slaughtered uh, and it, it really put me off. I ended up just picking up a gun that I played uh, during Warzone with a blueprint, uh, which is an M4, and just ended up using that which just doesn't incentivize you to move up to move on try anything new um and yeah i think that's the big issue nothing's new um there's a couple of animations that are different uh slide councils are a lot easier to pull off by default it's almost encouraged in this game um the time to kill is a little bit longer but other than that it really is just like I said in the beta impressions, which I, I'm sad that this is the, the sad fact of the realisation is that it is the most iterative Call of Duty has ever been. Um, I long for the days where Call of Duty was um, a surprise every year. We didn't know what it was going to be, whether that be like Advanced Warfare, the lesser um, critically acclaimed Infinite Warfare, but at least it was different. Um, even sledgehammer's last game uh vanguard uh, i mean i didn't particularly rate the multiplayer but the, at least the campaign was enjoyable they were still going for something there um whereas this is i mean we all know now that it took 16 months to make and it definitely shows um i, I feel for the developers that had to be shoved into this um position to try and get a game out annually as opposed to just making what they want to make um because yeah it it feels very um feels feels quite dirty that the activision have kind of just let out their developers let the developers get get the shit for from players about this because um it's not their fault it's the people that are higher up that made business decisions that they need to make a quarterly. Um, and the players and the developers are suffering for it because no one really enjoys it. Yeah. Um, this is the the thing about this. We can harp on about how much we don't enjoy this year's COD, but, you know, I feel for Sledgehammer so much. Mm -hmm. And it, it really isn't their fault. What was it 15 months they had to build this entire thing? Yeah, sixteen months. So sixteen months, year and a half. That's crazy. Less than, you know, uh, and um, the usual time is three years. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's it's utterly nuts, and you can see it in the in the campaign. I mean, I've, I've been playing the campaign this weekend, and it's it's just all over the place, and it's such a shame because you know we do go to COD for that for that little serotonin blockbuster gaming itch that we every year. You know, it's nothing 
nothing incredible, but it's something to do and it's a lot of fun normally. Um, and this just feels like Sedgehammer really backed into a corner by Activision. And um, I really hope that now they're under new ownership that this doesn't happen again. And um, Phil Spencer and the guys at Xbox could actually lead them in a, in a much better direction. And um, each cod that comes from now on will be more what we remember them to be. Um, yeah. um, we can just kind of like scratch this one off and just move on. Um, and just it's a shame because I remember playing Modern Warfare 2 campaign and really enjoying it, being excited to see where it goes, where the story went, and it was just an absolute mess, you know. And it's it's just an, an unfortunate circumstance, and we really don't want that to happen to video games, um, particularly COD. I know you know we have our feelings about COD, everyone does. It's one of those things that we just put up with every year, you know. COD is back again, it's not the same. And it's always doing the same thing. And it's just, well, you know, it just, COD is what it is. And this doesn't feel like COD to me. This feels like a rushed experience. And no matter what you feel about COD, COD can be fantastic and groundbreaking and visually insane and, you know, mad. Those big, massive, you know, sequences, those in-engine game sequences that we get stuck in the middle of in COD are so exciting sometimes. And this campaign just didn't bring that. And it's so evident. And it's a real shame. Um, But... Anyway, I'm just going to know how we feel about COD Dell, but yeah, I agree. And it's a shame that the multiplayer didn't also kind of had that same had that same um, love and dedication and time put into yeah. it because they just did they did the best they could, I guess, with what they had. And you know, that's all you can really ask for from Sledgehammer. But you know, these three year development cycles, as quick as they also sound, because it just sound like a, doesn't sound like a lot of time for a big Call of Duty game, does it? Three years, but no, not they managed. They do manage to pull it off like nearly every time, and so you know. Let's just hope that this doesn't happen again um, with whatever COD comes next. Yeah, I will say though, zombies. Um, although Miles and I weren't over the moon about it, I kind of appreciate the direction that Treyarch went with it because uh, it was Treyarch doing the zombies this time round, um, and it's like open world PVEVP, uh, if that's how you would say it. So. You've got other teams that are different squads that you can kind of help each other if if you meet each other in the open world map. Um, and then you do um, quests, essentially. Um, there's no waves. Uh, there's no, like, finding weapons as such. You kind of just loot like you would in Warzone, but you can start with your own guns and stuff. Um, and I think there is something there that people will, will like. Um because it's something different, if, you, if you're if you prepared to play a different kind of zombies, there is something there for you. And I think I do want to try and check it out a little bit more and see what we can can and can't do, because I've seen some pretty crazy stuff um, other people do. Um, but, yeah, it it's better in theory, I think. Uh, maybe the next iteration of this version of zombies would be um, great. Yeah. Yeah. One can only hope. I mean, even Chris Howard cancelled COD this year. That's how bad it got. You know, shocking stuff. Shocking stuff. Uh, Miles Thompson, what is your game of the week? Yeah, uh, I'll talk about mine in a second, but I just want to kind of just agree with Josh. Like, the whole package is a mess. And this is probably the first ever Call of Duty game where the zombies has been the best part of it for me. And I cannot express to you how low a bar that has to be. Um, 
Yeah, it's just the multiplayer. There was even a match yesterday when we played one after trying the zombies. And I got like, I did pretty well. I got a positive KD. I got like 35 for, I don't know, 15 or something. And I was like, um, it doesn't even feel like I've done well. It doesn't feel like a fun game to play. Like, it just feels bland. Um, and everything just feels so repackaged. It's like the fast food of video games, but like even more so now. It's like a basic own brand Tesco ready meal wow i completely agree with both your sentiments on it i think um it's a bad state of affairs at the moment and looking forward to reading josh's review on it um anyway on to more positive things (laughs) um i've been playing dungeons 4 this week uh which as you might have guessed is the fourth entry in the series no i know right it's a nerd game again i haven't done one in ages um and it's super fun. It's Dungeons 3.5. It's kind of the typical halfway house between it could have been an expansion, but there's enough here to just about justify it as a sequel. Um, it plays very similarly, and the graphic style is basically untouched, but that's because it's got like a... You know like how cell shading, it just doesn't really get like... You can't make it look better. It already looks good. Um so even though you upgrade the hardware, it's not going to look better for it. And this game's kind of the same. It's got much more of like an artistic flair. Um, so just shoving more pixels onto it doesn't make it look that distinctly better. Um, but there's more unit types. There's more rooms. There's bigger levels. Um, there's more things that you can fight. The mini bosses now, you can fight a big unicorn that shoots rainbow shit at you um, and completely destroys your demon armies. Um, it's really just fun. It's just a fun game. And it's really slapstick and stupid. And if you enjoy just like nerd media in general, whether it be games or movies or whatever, um, these these titles are just always one big reference to loads of other things. There's a little creature, like a they call them little snots. They're basically goblins. Um, and there's a baby one. And you have to feed it heroes in order to make it grow into a big evil demon. And uh, it's called Gorgu instead of Grogu, because that's the kind of level this game operates on. Um, and he's super cute, and he becomes a big demonic monstrosity that kills those heroes really quickly, and it's awesome. Um, and like the titular um, like antagonist who is the hero um, does like a riff of Aragorn's speech from the end of uh, Return of the King, um, but he repeats it like ad nauseum, and the game is constantly like, we know that you're sick of listening to this, but we're going to do it again. Um, and there's just something about the fourth wall breaks and the references that are just super, super fun. Um, so yeah, it's well worth checking out if you've enjoyed it. And as someone who loved the original Dungeon Keeper way back when I was a kid, um, it's basically a spiritual successor series to that. Um, and it plays surprisingly well on console. Like games like this should not play well on console, but this one really does. Um, so yeah, thoroughly recommend that. And then I'm just going to give a quick shout out to, let's see if I can get this right. Super Crazy Rhythm Castle. That one. Um, which is basically overcooked meets moving out meets rhythm gameplay and it's carnage. It makes no sense. The music is wild. Some of it is incredibly annoying and some of it is amazing. Um, The puzzles can be both infuriating and actually really creative at the same time. Um, And you basically pick one of four characters um, and then you work your way up a castle. Every level's got kind of three stars um, that you can earn depending on how effective you are at finishing it um and the actual rhythm gameplay is great it works really nice and the control input is accurate uh which is what you want um and one of the characters is a mini beatbox has a head on like the small body and he like 
slaloms across the map as he goes and he's awesome so yeah it was a very weird one uh it's published by konami one of the few original ips that they're coming out with at the moment um but it's genuinely a good game it's worth checking out it's got some issues it's pacing is all over the place and some of its gameplay puzzles are annoying but genuinely it's a really fun time so if you're looking for something like overcooked or moving out um this one's worth checking out because it's good fun what's it called again uh super crazy rhythm castle say that again no (laughs) (laughs) i won't do it again it does kind of sound like my jam to be honest I actually, do you know what? As I was playing it, I thought it would be very much something you might enjoy. So it might be worth you checking it out. And yeah, we can play I, it co-op. I think I'll have to. I think I'll have It'll to. Be like, it's like the Rhythm Exo Primal. Oh, well, then I'm in. There you go. Sold. Just there's no dinosaurs, but there is a little mini beatbox man that I think you'll like. A little beatbox man that you think you'll like. Okay, good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I think he is. Oh, hell yeah. He's ready uh, and waiting for you, Roscoe. That'd be dozy. About bloody time. Ugh, just want someone to love. Cav, uh, mindly, what's your game of the week? Um, listen, okay, something happened, and okay. I'm not, I'm not proud of it, and I don't oh, want to talk no. about it too much. Oh no! Oh god. Um, my game of the week is um. Dun dun dun. Do I say that again? I'll just uh, say that again for the for the uh, for the audience out there. Did Gway? Dead by Daylight again. Dead by Daylight. Oh, do you mean Daylight? Might have been. Might have been. Might have done that. Listen, I swore off. Swore off Dead by Daylight. Um, about a year ago. Just be about a year ago now. I like deleted it, and I was devastated. I was heartbroken. Ross, like the tears that streamed down my face. There were none, but. At the time, you know, five years ago, I'd have been devastated at the thought of me deleting Dead by Daylight. And I don't know, there was just something in me that was like, you want your blood to boil. You want your piss to just, you know, enrage yourself. So uh, I don't want your piss it. to enrage and yourself. I don't know what I was trying to say there. But no, like, I love basically, it. like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think that really rarely is anybody played a game like Dead by Daylight where it's so cathartically enraging, but also it can have the ability to absolutely boil your piss. Um, and, yeah, Chucky's coming. Chucky will be here in, like, Indeed. I think it's, is it the 28th? I think it's the 28th of November. So he's on the PTB for Steam now. Um, it's going quite well, apparently. But there's something that's happened. So the last time that I played Dead by Daylight everybody was tanking Wesker. Wesker was just the world's most annoying killer. He was everyone's killer. Everyone was just, you know, almost like just bullying him. Like, uh, not bullying him, but as in like he was bullying everybody else, like to an extreme amount. It was such a shithousery game. Something's happened in the last year where it doesn't quite feel like that anymore. And I actually am really enjoying it again. And I don't know how long that will last, but it's here and it's happened so yeah i am really enjoying it <laughs> don't know what it is about uh like live servicey type games at the moment but apparently i'm back into it i forgive you i forgive you i understand you. the the, the hold this game has on you honestly it's, it's quite a big hold it's quite a big hold but um but i am really enjoying it and i will 
maybe have a good go at Chucky and um, then it will be worth it in my mind because I'd have played something new, you know. But yeah, there just seems to be something different this time around. It doesn't feel as, you know, dickheadedness. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that can change. Yeah, yeah. We, if, you know, we, a bit of therapy. We should be, should be fine. <laughs> uh, what is your game of the week, Roscoe? Well, um, as you've heard, I've been playing a lot of um, Call of Duty. I've done the campaign. It was hugely underwhelming. Um, and then I jumped on multiplayer with 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 boys. Um, bit, boys. bit of cod. Where are we dropping boys? Playing cod. Been more playing cod. Yeah. Fuck you, dear. And um, yeah, I'm so I'm so unapologetically shit at Call of Duty. Hey, listen, I was on that party chat and I heard you killed someone. I I, saw, I heard it with my own ears. I saw I, with my own eyes when it said Ross Roscoe and then the little person that you'd killed. Yeah, I did that a couple of times. I did, I did. I think I finished the whole evening with like 10 kills over the course of about three games, which I'm quite, you know, it's not bad. I can take it. I can take it. You know? That's pretty I was, good. I, I was last at every game, but it's fine. You know, it's fine. I don't worry about it. I do remember Miles um, killing himself with his own airstrike. I do remember that. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was fun. That's that, pretty was, special. that was really fun. What I wanted to do was just kick back and watch Mars and Josh play, but then I got suck I got a second into it. So I was like, okay, here we go. Go check it out. And, you know, had a rough time of it, but I enjoyed playing with uh, Mars and Josh. They made it a lot of fun. Uh, but on the opposite spectrum of that, which I normally do every year when I'm playing COD, is I am the one who reviews Let's Sing every year um for yeah. for, for for the website. So um I've been playing Let's Sing 2024. And let me tell you something about Let's Sing 2024. The thing about Let's Sing is that it's a very it's it's an annual release, as you can probably tell by the year that's added to the game every single time it comes out. Um, it doesn't change all that much. You know, the set list changes, there's some new stuff, there's some old stuff, some old classes get added, some new bangers get added. But this time, they've actually like changed the game. They've added like career modes and all sorts of things. And it's wild i don't know what to do with myself i actually have to play this game now and yeah i'm currently in the middle of a career while singing through all of my favorite pop tunes and <laughs> i'm i'm having a bit of a blast the, the um the, the thing about it is that these games live or die on the songs that are added and you know one of the things that's so great about let's sing say we sing or let's sing uh abba i think it was out last year or the year before you know, it's not going to appeal to anyone that isn't a fan of ABBA. But if you're a fan of ABBA, it's the greatest game ever. You know, it's just one of those things. You have to you have to think about the actual audience for these things. And this is a great playlist. There's so much diversity. Um, I mean, I've been singing Billie Eilish. I've been singing The Offspring. I've been singing Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco. Um, I've been singing R.E.M. I've been singing Queen. And, you know, it's just, it's a nice just mixture of things. And it really kind of does appeal to my uh, to my kind of like to my singer side because you know um, that's a very it's a very kind of like strong part of me that I don't get to use all that often anymore, and so you know it still works in the fact that if you sing every song in a low register but in key it still works. So you know you could be singing um, let's say uh, we are the champions or something, and so if you just go we are the champions, my friends. And we'll keep on fighting to the end. As long as it's in key, it still works. And you still get the same number of points as if you are absolutely belting it. Um, that is still a thing. So it's like, 
it doesn't really matter if you're if you're a good singer or not. As long as you're in key and on time, the the, the game is going to reward you. So you don't need to belt it out at the top of your lungs um, because it's not going to reward you any differently. Um, so that's sort of things in the game. But other, other than that, you know, I don't know how many people listen that are going to be interested in Let's Sing 2024. But it's a thing that's out there. It's out there right now. Um, I got a very lovely press pack for it, um, which included um, neon stickers. And I got a I got an LED disco light and um, a wig and some stuff. It's just great. Um, I had planned to sort of make a little fun video with it, but um, time and work permitting hasn't actually been able to happen. But <laughs> maybe I will soon with TikTok. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, for what it is, it's pretty good. I'm actually very impressed with it. And I'm uh, looking to finish up my review and it'll be up this week. So look out for it. If you're at all interested in the wonders of Let's Sing 2024 and you can't stand Call of Duty anymore. It's a nice tonic if you don't want to play Call of Duty. Um, good old Let's Sing 2024. All right, then. Let's get into the quiz, which, Miles, I want a word. Hello. So, remember last no, week? No, I don't remember last week. Remember I, um, last week when... Uh, I don't know. You said I won I, again. Remember <laughs> last week when, 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 when Cat won fair and square, you know. Rightly so. Mm-hmm. On because she got three points. Mm-hmm. Um, who who else actually got three points? I actually, um, according to my scoring system, no one else got three points. Mm. Well, when I edited the podcast back, um, and I listened to it over and over again, I got three points last week. Over and over again. It makes it sound yeah. like you manifested three points because you just listened to it and wished it. I got three points last week. <laughs> I got three actually... points last week. I actually got three points last week. Go back and listen. Nobody All right? lets me win here. Nobody ever lets me win. So, like, look, the last look, I said I won, to... it was like, that was a cut coded quiz. And now there's, <laughs> there's cheating going on. So, like, look, I said to Miles. I said to Miles, I don't want to take... double-checked Josh's scores today. I said to Miles, I don't want to take away Cat's victory. That's not what I'm saying, okay? If you want fair and square, you want fair and square. That's cool. Fine. You just wanted to embarrass me for not being able to count. (laughs) I just want to make sure that I start this round one point up. Uh, No. So what you're saying is... What I'm saying is... currently seven weeks in a row. Let's go. So, so we're just gonna we're just gonna ignore the fact that you got to be a point for a right answer last week. Yes. All right, I'm out. I'm not playing. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I don't even know how that's happened, but apparently, I mean, I haven't listened to it back, so I'll. I'm sorry for that happening. However, my scoring adjudicates that Cat did win last week, so I apologise for the error. I'm a VAR official now. Let's put it that way. Look, it's fine. I'm just saying you got to make it. You got to. You got to make it right. And the fact that I'll you're choosing it. not to is is almost. It's almost like you wanted Cat to win last week by giving me one extra, one less point than I should have got. Wow. That was not the case. My maths is just apparently ineffective. ineffective. How about the first question Ross has to answer first? Okay. To be fair, Ross, I would take that option. How is it any different from me just having a point on top? <laughs> you have to earn the point still. You, you still have to earn it, but you just you're in, I, you're in front of the queue regardless. You've got I like already a did earn it. 
As someone who's won eight weeks in a row, I get how you feel. Wait, why is that eight weeks now? Some weeks you just don't feel like you've won, but you do. And then you just weeks on weeks winning. So honestly, I don't think Josh has been as happy as he has done in the last uh, six weeks, where he's won every quiz without fail. And the next two. Fucking Delulu. That's why (laughs) I won last. (laughs) According to Josh's Delulu, he is one. I'm quite enjoying Josh's Delulu in his own. (laughs) There is a point where delusion becomes concern, and we should probably talk to someone. Yeah, when it gets yeah. to 20 weeks, then then we'll get there. When I start shouting at someone in the back of the airplane, that's when you can get worried about me. But for <laughs> now, let's get on with the quiz so I can win again. How many times have you uh, ridden an airplane? Ridden? I don't know. Gone on an airplane? You, you ride a lot of airplanes, do you? Uh, okay, I'll be ready for the quiz. Roscoe, you get first dibs on the first question, okay? I'm furious that this has come to this. I know, I'm very sorry. Uh, question number one. Godzilla, Robin Hood, Big Yeetus, and Sonic are all equipable outfits in which free-to-play Royale game? Say that again. Godzilla, Robin Hood, Big Yeetus, and Sonic are all equipable outfits or cosmetics in which free-to-play Royale game? Who the hell is Big Yeetus? (laughs) Who the fuck is Big Yeetus? Uh, Kat, Ross gets to have his guest first, so I know, but I'm just like I'm joining the fucking queue. Oh, I, mean. I know it's four guys in it. It is. <laughs> well done, Roscoe. Big Eaters is the name of the um hammer. Oh, of yes. course, yeah. that's your head. Yeah, it is. Uh, question number two: What is the full title for the latest Like a Dragon Gaiden game, Roscoe? Uh, oh shit. <laughs> it is not oh shit I know the last <laughs> bit um, Like a dragon, the man who erases his name You are correct, well done Ooh, I thought there was something in the middle oh, God. That was not You were correct, well done uh, Question number three This uh, I don't know why I put this question in Because it's not really the audience But here we go uh, Abraham Lincoln, Cleopatra, Gandhi, Genghis Khan And Julius Caesar are leader characters In which turn-based strategy series Oh Josh Civilization. Fuck yes, Josh. I'm so mm. proud. Fucking nerds. Nerds. Uh, question number four. Which team has developed the latest Robocop video game? Roscoe. Nacon! Uh, it's not Nacon. Oh, fuck, they published it! Oh, oh so sorry. It is not Nacon. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, mate. Oh, no. That was my question. Yeah, it was. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Josh, I have no idea. No, I've got no idea. Uh, oh, you're, you're not going to answer. You're not going to answer my question, are you? It's the ones that not. did Terminator as well, isn't it? Yeah. I can Anyone neither confirm, confirm nor deny. So I think I heard yeah. Okay, uh, tail on then. Uh, I don't see a hand. <laughs> oh. Okay. Don't do you me Josh, Josh, you were first. You it's can over. go. Tayon, thank it's you. Don't do that again. Mars, are you fucking yeah. serious? Yeah. That was so rude. No, but that's the rules, man. That's how many people have lost. That's how I've lost a lot of points because I've been a squawker and shouted it out. And Ross has been yeah. like, oh, I'm going to put my hand Don't worry. Up. Don't worry. I've, I've won for eight weeks. It's all right. I'll get there. <laughs> 
Uh, so you're just going to let Josh have that then, even though he didn't play by the rules at all? Yeah, because then he put his hand up and then he answered with it. So. It's okay, Ross. These, quiz, these quizzes are getting tense. This I is know, right? bullshit, man. <laughs> but he did. He put his hand up before me. I did put my hand up and then he put his hand up before me. He did. He did. Yeah. He shouted out the answer without doing that. Yeah, I know. But then he put his hand up before me and then did it. Yeah, anything that's shouted out just saying. doesn't count. No, 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 yeah, right, you're right, right, yeah, no, I've done this before, no, yeah, no. Maybe if it was a wrong answer, but... Yeah. I don't know. I'm a winner in my book. <laughs> Josh is on a 10-week win, he doesn't care. <laughs> uh, okay, uh-huh. moving on swiftly, the rules are great. Uh, question number five, where does Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag take place? Oh, my God. Will Roscoe. On the sea. I was... <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not technically wrong, but that's not wrong? the answer I'm looking for. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I, I I'm going to give you a spiritual point just because I appreciated the uh, commitment to that. Uh, Josh, <laughs> Josh, uh, Josh. Yeah, I'm I'm here. Uh, did I did I put my hand up? Up. Put it down to uh, new motherfucker. Did I? <laughs> yeah, your hand was up. You don't even but, know uh, if it's up. How are you going to know if you put it down? Phrasing. Uh, uh, Kat? <laughs> is it the is it the Caribbean? Yeah, so we'll accept the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, I was going to just say the sea. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should have just said the ocean. Yeah. Well, I was I wanted to say Atlantic Ocean, but then I was going to my eyes. That too wavy of an answer. Wavy. Ah, I, see, I see what you did there. Yeah, oh, was, was but these things just happen. Yeah, I mean, the shanty was absolutely it slapped. Uh, I would have also accepted the West Indies as an answer too. Um, question number six. But not accepting this... the sea, you fucking asshole. Who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck the sea, man. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Uh, I'm really sorry for this next question I don't know what was going through my mind when I made this one Uh, Question number six Activision Blizzard have found themselves in hot water once again this week This time for a particularly egregious issue in Diablo 4 What was the controversy? Mm. Roscoe? Assassin's Creed Syndicate Uh, No, but I wish it was Yeah. (laughs) I mean if Assassin's Creed Syndicate somehow ended up in Diablo 4 I would probably go back and play it Mm, Me too uh, cat. They have a scene where uh, one of the male characters just like sexually assaults one of the other female characters, and then all the male characters gather around the female character and they all clap. Uh, like, you forgot the part where Bobby Kotick is the head demon at the top of the table observing yeah, the entire yeah, thing yeah, happening yeah, and yeah. then denying and it. And then he's like drinking his wine, having grapes, rubbing his dick, being like, <laughs> Yeah. No, that was that was what they showed in Diablo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, right. absolutely correct. Thank Definitely. Uh, yeah, that all happens in Diablo Four confirmed. Was that? Are we talking about like recently, like this week or something? Yes. Talk- oh yeah, no, I don't know then. Oh, would you like? Uh, would you like to have a guess? I told you. I've just told you. Everyone. Yeah, I, mean, I don't tend to follow uh, the updates of Diablo Four. Yeah, it's a shame. Really, it's a gold mine. It's just a gold <laughs> mine of shittiness. Uh, Josh. Uh, have they? Uh, well, they've they've uh, made the trans 
court time longer and they've nerfed like classes they have done that but that was a couple of months ago now i'm afraid that was not the most recent controversy but that is one so that is that is technically one but not the one i was looking for not the most recent one yeah not the one i asked about what are they in trouble for then uh, they have released a new cosmetic which costs more than the entire game to purchase. Oh, is wow. that horse? Wow. It is. It's the Oblivion so it's Horse Armor Prophecy. Yep. Is it firing on all the cylinders? As ever. <laughs> it is a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought it was like a mick take when I first saw it, and then I looked it up and I was like, nope, this is a, this is a thing. So well done, Activision. Well done. Uh, question number seven: Captain Price's task force is designated by what number? Josh, wait, uh, one for one. It is one for one. Well done, Jesus oh. Christ! I didn't even think about that, but you said it, and I, yeah, sorry, that was muscle memory. I second guessed myself for a second. Soap, soap, <laughs> guess, no, rich. All of the all of the dialogue Rudge. in Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three campaign. Literally, it's just people going, Rog. Could have made a joke about um, this being the most expensive cosmetic because it essentially is, really, isn't it? Modern yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd rather buy the horse armor to be honest. True. Um, question number eight: Aiden Pierce is the protagonist of which video game? Roscoe. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. It is well done, sir. Uh, question number nine. In what year did the original Manhunt game release? You know, I'm on point because there's been Rockstar in the Ooh. news recently. That's old as fuck. Mm-hmm. God, that's older than the JLS. <laughs> Ooh, cat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 2000 and... Four, three. Oh my fucking god, you clinched it. Well done. Blast it. Really? It was indeed 2003. Yeah, I was wow. thinking around that. I was really stuck with like, I was just nearly going to go flout 2000, and then I was like, no. Because I thought you were going to say 2004 for a second, and I was like I wincing in agony. And that's what it was like around that time. I was either going to go 2000 or like around that because I was so, I remember being so young. Because my auntie had it and she wouldn't let me play it, obviously. And I remember her hiding it under the sofa so I wouldn't find it. <laughs> it's got to be done sometimes. Yeah. And question number 10. Michael Ironside is best known in video games for voicing which famous spy character? Oh my God, Josh is on it. Josh. Sam Fisher. It Sam Fisher. Sam Fisher. <laughs> <That's scary. laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> oh. Oh man, that was well, a close I can't four I've won quiz. Second week in a row. Well done, um, Cap. Bravo. That's pretty. What, what, what I find most amazing is that you're all on a five-game winning streak on the same quiz. It's <laughs> incredible. Um, this was a very, very closely fought quiz. So well done, all. Um, really? It actually was. So Cat, you came in with two points. Roscoe, you came in with three points. Did I actually? You did. Did I actually I- though? Yes, because Josh claimed the remaining four points to win it. Wow. That would be... Yeah, well done, Josh. Adjudicated. Yeah. I'll check that in the edit. (laughs) Adjudicate the fuck out of me! (laughs) All right, Daddy, calm down. Yeah, just how I roll. Okay. See, it was the uh, the Diablo 4 question cost you, I'm afraid, Roscoe. 
Yeah. And the Robocop one. Almost yeah. 75 quid. That yeah, you. that that Robocop one would have actually swung it in your favour and you would have won. It literally costs 75 quid. What's it supposed to do? Uh, it's just a, a cosmetic for your horse. It just makes your horse it's look... purely cosmetic. It doesn't have, like, special horse powers. No, it doesn't do fuck all. It's just your horse looks like a cooler uh... horse. It's the uh, Oblivion horse armor controversy, just, you know, 15 years later. Ah, mm. oh, boy. Well, thank you very much, Miles. Thank you very much. Well done, Josh. Well done, all. Thanks. Nine weeks in a row. How's it going? I don't know. It's, it's 12 weeks now, I isn't believe it? you've won a year in a row. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Josh. You've won every quiz we've ever done. Can you stop? Uh... I'll try. <laughs> all right, then. Let's get into the news. And... Almost as if we're being really topical. Today, before we recorded, something happened and we're going to talk about it. That doesn't happen very often, so we're going to do it right now. The Game Awards nominations were announced, and as we do every year, we go through them and we see what's been nominated and we choose our winners and we see if we're going to get close on December 7th when the awards take place. Now, we were going to do the Golden Joysticks, but, you know, that's been and done. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 won basically everything. Won a Baldur's Gate 3. Bravo. And, um... I hear yeah. it's the best Baldur's Gate game. Apparently so. That's all I hear from everyone that plays it. Cat loves it. Cat loves it. I think she really appreciated how true to the originals it was. That's what I like about it. That's what I love about it. Um, yeah, and I love the Taylor Swift soundtrack. I think it really rocks. And um, overall, it's just a great game. And now I Cat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And actually hear the anger emanating through the wall. Listen, oh. listen, 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 listen. If you'd have told me five years ago that Baldur's Gate 3 had come out and swept the awards, I'd have I'd have got down on my knees and cried because this was my thing, man. Like everyone was like, oh game, we gamed. I'd be like, this is fucking Baldur's Gate one, piss off. Like, and now no one's gonna be like, yeah, oh, you like Baldur's Gate, you're just a fucking like people are gonna think that I'm I'm just like a hype man. Like it was my thing. Like if you'd if you'd heard of Baldur's Gate, like that was the thing that, you know, separated me from this female stereotype that I only play the Sims. <laughs> now it's gonna make it look like I just jump on whatever wins. Oh, I'm kidding. Um, but because I don't give a shit. Um, but I would I'm very proud of Baldur's Gate and what it's become. Well, that we know really if, if you me to say. If, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> but if, I am. If you go back to podcasts um earlier, um Kat was talking Baldur's Gate 3 right on launch. And we were talking about it a lot. And uh, you know, she knows her shit. So shut the fuck up. All right. Do I, do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Um, yeah, I'm really proud for for BG3. I, I'm, I'm really, really glad. It would have been sadder if it, if, if it had tanked because people wouldn't appreciate, I guess, the craftsmanship of, of the game anyway. It's just not how I wanted to see Baldur's Gate win, but objectively, <laughs> fucking cracking game. There we are. There we go. See, everything's all is well. Um, right, I'm going to ignore all the esports stuff because, once again, I have no idea who any of these people are or what they do. Nobody cares. I really should pay more attention. There's a there's a category for best esports coach. I'm like, That's uh, me. It's got that deep, guys. It's got that deep. Wow. Um, so I'm going to start with 
Um, the stupidest award in all of time. Most anticipated game. Why do they do this one? I don't know. <laughs> um, which is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades Two, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken Eight. Cat, uh, my dear dear friend, who's going to win this one? I hate this too. Hate these two. Oh, that's a shout. Interesting. Yeah. Josh. Um. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, in my opinion. Do you not think we're a bit Final Fantasy out in the last like twelve months though? No. Oh, not for this uh, one. (laughs) Maybe, maybe if we hadn't got the trailer this year and we all collectively creamed in our pants, um, yeah, I'd probably agree with you and say Hades too. But (laughs) but after that trailer, um, the hype is real. For everyone, I feel like. Well, I say everyone, a Final Fantasy fan. Yeah, I'm super excited. And I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan, but I'm a huge Final Fantasy VII remake fan. So this is very, very exciting. Um, Miles, who do you think is going to win out of that lot? Yeah, it's going to be Final Fantasy VII. Um, it's just the hype train is well in motion, and it's been going for a while. I love Hades too. It's my most anticipated of that lot. But yeah, I, you just Final Fantasy VII is going to win that. All right. Moving on to best multiplayer presented by Discord, we have Elden Ring, Elden Ring, um, Elden Ring Two, <laughs> Elden Ring Three, <laughs> Elden Ring Four, and Elden Ring Five. Uh, no, we have Baldur's Gate Three, Diablo Four, Hi. Party Animals, Street Fighter Six, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Can I clarify uh, one thing first? Yes. Does the Diablo Four one include the seventy-five dollar horse armor? It doesn't say. Oh. It doesn't say. Shocking. Um, Kat, what do you reckon? That is tough, because the people who I know play Baldur's Gate have not played with friends, and I mm. think that might be a collective experience throughout the community of Baldur's Gate, uh, which is a big shame, because when you play with friends, it's fucking cracking. But... Um, but interestingly, everybody who I know has played Diab- Diablo has played it with a friend. So maybe Diablo might take this. Interesting. That's my... I'd love to see Party Animals win it, just because that fucking game made me cackle. It but, was very uh, fun. And I wonder if Street Fighter Six may take it, but but I think my, my bet's on Diablo. Uh, Josh? Um, I'm trying to play like voter politics because obviously I know absolutely everyone in the industry that's going to be voting for this. Mm. Um, I've spoken to them all. Um, I feel like <laughs> uh, he wins every quiz, he talks to every person. Guy's a machine. This guy, this oh, guy. I'm so full of shit. Um, <laughs> it's all the cards you've been playing. Um, yeah. Um, I want to say Street Fighter Six. Because I feel like it will get snubbed for fighting game. Uh, and if it doesn't, then it will be something else. But Okay. Uh, it's a similar case with Wonder. That will be family game. Um, mm. And like Kat said about Baldur's Gate 3, not really. it's more of a solo experience for most players, I feel. Um, and Diablo 4 just doesn't deserve awards right now. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Miles Thompson. 
Uh, yeah, I'm a bit torn on this one too. I do wonder if Super Mario Brothers might win this. And I say this as someone who doesn't even like Mario, but me and Josh played it at EGX. And as someone who hates Mario, I didn't hate it. And I think part of it was just the shared experience of it. Um, so I think it's in with a shout. So I think it's either going to be that or it'll be Street Fighter 6. Um, but I'm going to go with Super Mario Wonder. Wow, I did not see that coming. I did not either, but here we are. This is the world we live in now, Roscoe. <laughs> um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Baldur's Gate 3. I think this thing is going to juggernaut this entire event, to be honest. Um, so I think it might be Baldur's Gate, but we shall see. I'd like to be part of the animals. Where is Exo Primal, man? Where is Exo Primal? No, you're right. That is a cracky multiplayer game. Uh, yeah. yeah. I had a... Me and Kat had a blast on Party Animals um, that one yeah, afternoon we played it. But <laughs> if it's if it's the only nomination it's got, I hope it gets it because yeah, I feel sure. like a game like Party Animals deserves that. Yeah, and it really is a it really is a fun multiplayer game, and it only works in multiplayer because it's just the the, yeah. the kind of collective experience of it is just so funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Okay. Best sport slash racing. We have EAFC twenty four. F123, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, and the Crew Motorfest. Um, Kat, I know you're familiar with all of these games, so what do you reckon? Let's see. Um, I always kind of want to say Forza, just because I think Forza has that shiny sheen. He did miss best sim strategy, though. That's, a, oh, so that, that's oh, above that in my list. Oh, is it? Oh, fair. Okay, what's well, happening? Um, yeah, I'm gonna play. For, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna say Forza just because I think Forza does always take this this category. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Josh, um, I feel like Cats on to something, but I want it to be Hot Wheels Unleashed too. Miles Thompson, I'm gonna go F123 on this one. Ooh. Oh, of course you would. I just feel you outlier like... you. Codemasters have like a really good rep in the industry, and I don't know why. I just have this really sneaky feeling they might sneak it this year. Hmm. I'm going Hot Wheels on these two because it is my favorite game out of all of those. Um, I've played four of these, and yeah, Hot Wheels on these two was by far my favorite experience. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go Hot Wheels as well. Um, which means I'll probably go to FIFA. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> God, if it goes to FIFA. <laughs> It's not. It's not a bad FIFA. It's not a bad FIFA. It's I, I fine. It's I won't just, hate it. It just shouldn't win. FC guys, FC. Yeah. It's, Sorry, yeah no. Apologies. It, it shouldn't <laughs> win on the basis of it's still called FIFA when it's not. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> if it gets the win, it will legitimize the brand like two tenfold. Like we don't need the FIFA license. We've got FC, an award-winning title. Oh, could you imagine? Indeed, EA will be so smug about this if they win. They would. So, <laughs> so smug. All right, then. Best sim strategy game. See, I found it. Uh, we have Advance 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, City Skyline 2, Company of Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, and Pikmin 4. Um, I'm going to go from the top. I'm going to go from the bottom, actually, this time, just to mix it up a bit. Um, Miles, I haven't played any of these games. <laughs> <laughs> that shocks me, Ross. Yes. This is just your wheelhouse. I know, right? Um, I'm gonna go with Mario versus. No, I'm joking. Um, I don't think Company of Heroes three received that well when it came out, and City Skylines two also had issues. I think it's going to be between Fire Emblem Engage and Pikmin four, and I'm going to go with Fire Emblem Engage. 
because the Fire Emblem series is quite popular. Wow, there's three Nintendo games in this category. That's crazy. Wild. Um, okay, Josh? I completely forgot Fire Emblem Engage came out like at the start of this year. That's how manic of, of games we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, City Skylines is like the most impressive technically, but has probably been the most flawed upon release. So I don't know if they're going to over, if people will overlook that and pick it. Um, my guess is between City Skylines or Fire Emblem Engage, um, and I think maybe I'll go with Emblem Engage. Okay, Kat. Um, I feel like City Skylines weirdly gets a lot of love. Like just as a franchise, so I wonder if they'll take it. But I would really like to see Pikmin Four take it. Yeah, I think Pikmin's going to take it. Yeah, I'd love to see Pikmin take it. Um, I think um, yeah, Nintendo have got the overall the the majority of this category, so I think it will be one of them, and I think it'll be Pikmin. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Best family game: Disney Illusion Island, which is a game I still need to play. I really want to play that. Uh, Party Animals: Pikmin Four. Sonic Superstars, Super Mario Brothers, Wonder. Miles Thompson, what do you think? Uh, just for your Oscar, I'm going to say Sonic Superstars. It yeah. won't be. It will be my Super Mario Brothers, Wonder, but I'm going to say Sonic just for you, my man. Cheers, buddy. Josh? Wonder. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. It's a great game. <laughs> Cats? Yeah, Wonder. Yeah, I'm going to game Wonder as well. Um, Sonic is a, is a beauty, but Wonder is just a... It's just a work of art. Yeah. It's an absolutely stunning game. Um, all right, best fighting game. God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. Uh, Miles Thompson, this is your wheelhouse. Uh, well, I'm just going to be straight up with you and say this category is a fucking joke because God of Rock is A, not a fighting game, and B, is absolutely shit. <laughs> um, okay. I cannot, I cannot believe that game is on here. It is abysmal, and it's a rhythm Miles game. Thompson, the God that, of Shock. Damn, oh, God, that game pissed me off no end. Um, yeah, I reviewed that. It was, yeah, not good. Um, basically, if a Street Fighter game is in this category, it's going to win it. So it will be Street Fighter Six, I think. I'd like, I'd like it to be Mortal Kombat One because I really over Mortal Kombat One. Yeah. I think um, when it comes to the depth of a fighting game, Street Fighter Six has always been the more popular um, one with like fighting aficionados. Mm. Uh, Mortal Kombat One's the more popular one and kind of widespread one, but Street Fighter Six has always been the one for like competitors and that kind of thing. Um, and I think in the industry, it's appreciated more. Um, but yeah, I really loved Mortal Kombat One. I think it would thoroughly deserve to win. I would like to see it win, but I think it will be Street Fighter. I have heard that um, Homelander is not being voiced by Anthony Starr from The Boys. Yeah, exactly. Which... So fuck it. It doesn't deserve to win. It's like, what? He's got his face. Why have you got his voice? Anyway, uh, it's very weird. But uh, there we are. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Uh, Street Fighter Six absolutely slaps. Um, but I have heard incredible things about Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> And we've had fighting games that have not been fighting games win the award recently, so it could be anything, but I, I do want it to be Street Fighter 6. If God of Rock wins this, I swear to God, oh, I am, am going to implode. I will become like a fucking volcano. Don't you worry. It's I'll be so happy if God of Rock wins. Oh, <laughs> I'll be fucking furious. Cat. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think Mortal Kombat One's going to take this. I think I think it is as well. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I've heard more about Mortal Kombat this year than Street Fighter. I think there's a there's there's kind of the love is kind of swinging Mortal Kombat's way this year. Um, so I think it's going to take it. Although I remember playing All Stars Brawl with Cat, and she absolutely annihilated me. That, that Nickelodeon Smash Brothers type thing that we I played. Think already has a second one. Like I know it's crazy. What the fuck? All right, we're getting into serious territory now. Best RPG. This is a this is a stats category. We've got Boulder Gate Three, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield with its one and only nomination. Just want to get that out there. Oof. Um, Miles, uh, it's going to be Baldur's Gate three. Um, I, I don't think Final Fantasy sixteen uh did well enough over time. I think the more people played it, the more flaws were revealed. Um, I think Lies of P has done great, but I don't think people really associate Souls as being quote unquote proper RPGs. Um, rightly or wrongly, um, Sea of Stars was great. Starfield was a real mix of people who loved it and people who hated it. But Gold is Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win this. Um, I think it will counter to it. Mm. I think you might be right. Uh, Josh? Uh, sadly, I'm right there with Miles. Um, my heart's with Sea of Stars, but it will be Baldur's Gate 3 for sure. You know, I think Baldur's Gate 3 has got like the bigger ones wrapped up and they might give this to someone like Sea of Stars. See, I do think that, but I think it would do that and then some as well. Which mm. is annoying for other games to have have their moment, but sure. um, yeah, Baldur's Gate Three is just it's an anomaly of a game of how well it's it is and how like how good the game is and mm-hmm. the reception has just been unanimous that it might circumvent all that sort of like politics of voting. Except for our podcast, I'm not a fan of it ever. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, might if I played it, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Kat, who's going to win best RPG? I also had the same thought of like, would they give this game? Would they give PG three game of the year and give like another time to shine? But I think it would be impossible not to give PG three best RPG just because that is its bread and butter. That is solely what it does. Like that is RPG to the core. Yeah. Um, and I think that they would get more discourse not giving it to this. Them this category, then than giving another one it's time to shine. So I think BG3, yeah. I think it is going to sweep this. Okay. I think Starfield. No, I don't. No, I don't. It's not going to win this. <laughs> <Imagine. laughs> um, I no, I give Starfield an A. I think it's a great game. I think it's shocking. This is the only nomination it's got in the entire thing. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's going to win. Uh, this particular category, it's going to be Borders Gate. And if they are feeling generous, I really, really wanted to go to Sea of Stars. But uh, we shall see. I think Baldur's Gate has this one wrapped up. Okay, best action adventure game. Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Jedi Survivor, and Tears of the Kingdom. Another stacked one. Uh, Miles, what do you reckon? Oh, this this category is always a bit of an oddball one because it's not really the best game that always necessarily wins it. But this is really hard because... Mm. I don't know why I have a sneaky feeling Jedi Survivor tends to do well in like the action adventure thing because it's kind of like a little bit soulsy, which people tend to like. Um, but I think it will be between Jedi Survivor or Tears of the Kingdom. I think you can't underestimate. Really? Yeah, I don't think you can underestimate the Zelda fucking obsession. Like no, Zelda, I get. I'm talking about oh, Star Wars. 
Yeah, because obviously I hated it because it was a buggy mess at launch, but other people didn't have the issues I did. Um, and if a lot of people did play the game and were able to really enjoy it, I think there was a really great game in there. Um, and like I said, I think in the best action slash adventure t- um, category, I think it has a better chance than if it was like game of the year category. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just fancy Jedi Survivor might have a chance, but I do think it will go to Zelda. I think Zelda's the the runaway for this one potentially. Okay, um, Josh. Uh, um, my heart would be with Spider-Man 2, but it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom, I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, Kat, what do you reckon? I think Tears. Just because of the description, when you actually read the description and then you listen to all the like nominations, mm-hmm. um, it, I feel like that is Tears of the Kingdom. So for the best action yeah. adventure game, it combines combat with traversal and puzzle solving. I just think, like, when you look at Jedi Survival, when you look at Resident Evil, when you look at, at Spider-Man, like, is there, like, you know, really intricate puzzle solving? Probably not, but Tears of the Kingdom has a little bit of all mm-hmm. of it, so I think I think I'm just hey, going to take this. Those virus mini-games in Spider-Man 2 were really technical and difficult. Yeah, they were amazing. We didn't talk about it in the spoiler special, but how much better were they than the fucking slides? Oh yeah, they were. Oh, so much god, better. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. So much better. Um yeah, I I mean I'm with Josh. In my heart, I want Spider-Man 2 to win this because in terms of action, I had, you know, it's the most action packed game I've played all year. And um it's a great story, but yeah, I think Tears will take it. And if not Tears, I think maybe Resi. I think Resi's gonna get a couple as well um in this one, so we'll see we'll see yeah I don't know it's a tough one um, best action game <laughs> best action game I say action game Find my two's not in this Armored Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon Dead Island 2 Ghost Rider 2 Hi-Fi Rush and Remnant 2 hmm Miles what do you think this is actually a much harder category than you might think it would be. So I think Armored Core 6 is the front runner simply because it's a FromSoft game and people did really love it. Uh, Dead Island 2, I don't think has a chance in hell. I don't even really know what that's doing here. Uh, Ghost Runner 2 is really popular, but it's very brutal. <clears throat> so I don't think it has that widespread appeal. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush was amazing. I would actually really love to see Hi-Fi Rush win this one. Um because it really deserves it. It was a real uh, labour of love, that one. Uh, and Remnant 2 was actually very popular with the community. Um, people are really loving that game, and apparently it's got like hundreds of hours worth of like novel content in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that might be a sleeper dark horse for this one. Um, so my money's on either Armored Core 6 or Remnant 2, but if I had to pick one, I'd go for Armored Core 6. But I would love it to be Hi-Fi Rush. I just think that game deserves it. Indeed. Uh, Josh, what do you reckon? I'm a core six. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's even close. Uh, as much as I mean, I haven't played Hi-Fi Rush purely because of the the um, what's the name exclusivity, uh, and I would like to see it. I guess because uh, I've heard so many great things about it. Um, I love Tango Gameworks, but yeah, it's going to be on core six for sure. Just play it on the cloud, bro. Just play it on the cloud. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it's there for you. Just waiting for you. No, okay, Cap. 
tricky. I don't know if the Dylan's going to get that. Probably, I think maybe Armored Core or Remnant. That's tricky, that one. Bloody gamers, can you take your dick out of From Software for five minutes, please? Also, like that, all sequels apart from Hi Fi Rush. So that also makes it very interesting. True. Yeah. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good shout. Um, yeah, this is Hi-Fi Rush all the way for me. I've not played anything else. So I've uh, I've got yeah, I've got a real soft spot for Hi-Fi Rush. So yeah, I'd love to see it win some uh, win some shit this time around. Big time. So yeah, I'm gonna give a Hi-Fi Rush. Um this was just for Josh, really. Uh best VR game. Uh we have Grand Turismo 7, Humanity, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Resident Evil Village VR mode on Synapse. What do you think, Josh? Um I just want to say that all of these games are... You haven't played. No, I have played some <laughs> of them. I've played a, I've played a good majority of them. Uh, but I just want to say that I would put all of these at the pinnacle of each genre of game they are. I think they're the best wow. representation of VR that they have to offer. So it's, a, it's an absolute stacked category, but it's all got its own uh, like genre-specific... like. Um, preferences. Uh, I think it might go to human- humanity just because of the puzzle solving is incredible. Um, hmm. Horizon Call of the Mountain is very like um, it's it's very AAA and very refined, but it's not very it's not a very like interesting game to play. Uh, I've not tried Synapse or Synapse. Um, but that looked amazing. Uh, but yeah, I hope I hope it goes to humanity because that's well deserving of it because it's great without VR, but it's very cool with VR. All right, cool. Humanity, it isn't. Um, I enjoyed that in uh, flat mode, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, humanity was a great game. Um, here's our favorite category: best mobile game. So we have Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Honkai Star Rail, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Monster Hunter Now. And Terra Nil. Cat, uh, what do you think? Um, I think I'm on my way to download Hello Kitty Island Adventure right hell now. Oh, yeah? That, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I've got no idea. The only one that I've actually heard of is Terra Nil. Oh, and obviously Final Fantasy. But uh, so probably Final Fantasy is probably going to take it, isn't it? Probably. Uh, Miles, what do you think? Oh, my God. That's Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Island Adventure's away. Yeah, get that. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Check it out. I want a review next week. 7,000 words. Go. Oh, what the hell do I have to have? I have to have Apple Arcade. Can't just download off the App Store. Oh. One out of ten. Take it off the category. not winning. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, I'm also Hello Kitty Island Adventure hype, man. I want it. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. We're all Hello Kitty stands here. Josh, let's round out, man. Just round out. It's Honkai Star Rail, guys. Oh, <laughs> nah, um, I'd actually quite like to see Terra Nil, um, but I feel like it's going to be Ever Crisis. Yeah, Ever Crisis isn't bad. I mean, I mean, it's not great. It's not good. But God, for a mobile game, it's it's bearable. Mm. Um, I had it for a couple of weeks and it was, it was fun. Um, Terra Nil, you can play. If you've got a Netflix subscription, you can play Terra Nil for free. Just want to get yeah, that. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, we're, we're checking out, I would imagine. 
Um, right, best debut indie game. This is another stat category. Uh, we've got Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. Cat, uh, what do you think? I really, 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 really want it to be Dredge, but mm. I feel like Venba might might take it just because of the story. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Miles? Uh, I think it's going to be Cocoon. Uh, but I've actually heard really good things about Pizza Tower. And I don't know if you guys follow him, but Video Game Donkey did a video on Pizza Tower and he virtually sold me the game within, I think it was like two minutes. Um. So, yeah, but I think Cocoon was the standout one. I think Dredge did well, but I feel like Cocoon had that kind of hype around it when it came out. Um. And I feel like that all kind of sail into a win. Josh Thompson, best indie game. Best debut indie game. This makes me ha- this makes me sad. This one category makes me sad on which one I have to pick. Out of <laughs> you got to pick one because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've reviewed a handful of these and I've absolutely fell in love with all of them. Um, but Cocoon is the most technically impressive. And absolute one hundred percent like perfect experience of a game, regardless of how much I love Dredge, um, Cocoon just from start to finish is like flawless. Yeah, it really is. Um, this is—I mean, I've I played I played and finished Cocoon and Viewfinder out of the slot. Um, I really love Viewfinder. I thought it was so smart. It was so clever. Yeah. Um it was so unique. But yeah, Cocoon just just by your recommendation, I went oh, I played it that that same night. I remember you uh, mentioned it on the pod and yeah, I was I was blown away by it mm-hmm. completely. So it's really between those two. Uh, I'm going to go Cocoon, I think. You can't argue with those reviews that it got when it came out. I um, don't think so either. And I've not played uh I haven't played Dredge yet. I really want to, but I haven't played it yet. I will get to it. You want to borrow it? I've got it on um disc. I don't have a disc on my PS5. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I could have done for you, man. One I know, thing I could I'm done sorry. For you, you know. I'm ever so tempted when it comes out to trade up for the Slim. Um, but I don't know yet. I'm still figuring that one out because it is also Christmas. So <laughs> I can't mm. wait up. I might wait till next year, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It would be nice to have a disc finally, so I can actually actually start borrowing games and sharing them with people. Um, right, best indie game, pretty much the same thing. Uh, Cocoon, Dredge, Sea of Stars, Viewfinder, and Dave the Diver. Jesus Christ, um, Miles. Dave the Diver looks fucking wonderful, man. I really want to play that game, so I'm just going to say Dave the Diver. I don't know oh. if it'll actually win it or not, but I'm going to say it will. It's so good. It's so Lovely. good, but every, every game in this category is so, so good. Honestly, what a year for indies. Like, what a year for games in general, but what a year for indies as well. Absolutely wild. Uh, Kat, what do you think? 
this is the category that makes me want to like like Josh was saying in the last one that makes me want to cry this is the category for me that makes me want to cry because every game mm. I've not played Cocoon but I've seen I've heard Josh and I've read you know um read all the bits and all that jazz but I have played Dave the Diver and I have played Dredge and I have played Sea of Stars I think Sea of Stars might take this but I would love to see Dredge or Dave the Diver get this interesting mm. Hmm. Oh God, I'm just staring at it now. It's like I, it doesn't matter. They can all win. It'll be absolutely fine with me. Um, Josh, what do you think? Um, I feel like Sabotage Studio and Sea of Stars have had their flowers um, from other places and people and critics. Um, I'd love to see Dredge take the win. Um, it's fully deserved, and. If you know Cocoon gets best debut and then this one gets and then Dredge gets best indie, like mm. that's me. That's me just overall happy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the perfect outcome. I think. Um, I think because I was either Cocoon or Viewfinder for the debut, and I went Cocoon. I'm going to go Viewfinder for this one. Um, that for me would be spot on. But uh, we shall see. Uh, but right then, this is a fun one. Best community support. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, again, and No Man's Sky. Um, Miles, what do you think of Destiny 2 being nominated this in the year where they fired their community support manager and didn't oh, gonna... do their thing for like six months? <laughs> I was going to say a wonderful nomination for Destiny 2, having sacked off the majority of their community support team in their layoffs. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful advocate for that. And uh, yeah, apparently the community has been up in arms for months with Bungie. So uh, yeah, solid, solid nomination on that front. Um, I think they're a real shoe in to win it. Um, it would actually be hilariously awful if they did somehow manage to win this. It would. Um, I think it's going to be... Either Final Fantasy XIV, simply because that game has been going on for a long time, and I don't think I've ever seen that community upset with that game at any stage. Um, and No Man's Sky have been here for a couple of years in a row now as well. Um, but I think it's going to be Final Fantasy XIV, just because they keep banging out expansions for that game and everyone always seems to love it. I've never heard a bad word about the game. So, mm. yeah, I feel like to sustain an MMO like that, that successfully... Um, especially given where it started. Um, yeah, I feel like it probably deserves it the most out of all of them. Uh, Josh? Give it to someone new this year. I'm sick of seeing No Man's Sky and Final Fantasy Um I I can't even... I don't think Cyberpunk 2077 should be here. Uh, it should be in the next category. Uh, let's go Bulls Gate 3. Fair. Um, Cap, you gonna vote for that Destiny too? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably gonna be BG or Final Fantasy, just because BG keeps like it's every time they've released. I think every day they've like, or every other day they've put this like massive patch of just like constant community stuff coming out and like constant bug fixes, patch fixes. This happened, that happened. Um, they're massive. So yeah, um, mm. I wonder maybe they'll get that. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think fourteen won Final Fantasy fourteen won it last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Gonna win it again. If it wasn't, it was No Man's Sky because it's either one of yeah. the two. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I 
I guess uh, BG3, I've never heard a bad word about their community or their fan base, or they all seem pretty uh, satisfied with what's happening. So I can't, my Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red are fine, but they're, they do, they went quiet for a while and then they kind of exploded when, when they came back. But, you know, they were silent for a fair amount of time. So, yeah, uh, let's go, let's go BG3 and see what happens. Um, all right, best ongoing game we have Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077. Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and bloody Genshin, bloody Impact. Uh, Cat, where are you with ongoing games? Um, I wonder if Fortnite might Fortnite. Uh, Cyberpunk might actually just you know get an award because um, <laughs> you know after their expansion after um, Phantom Liberty they might just finally say do you know what fair enough mm. um uh, but. Uh, yeah, but maybe Fortnite will get a lot of praise for the OG and the head stepping down, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they're going to... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, ongoing, they won... Like, the first time this was a a thing, an award, they won it. Fortnite won. They haven't won since, which has been, like, mm. four years now. So, I don't know. I don't see them winning it. I think they just get that... They get that kind of nod. It's like, yeah, that's Fortnite. It's still going. Yeah. Uh, Miles, what do you think? Mm. I don't think it should be Cyberpunk, given that it wasn't really a game when it first released, so it's hard to call it an ongoing game when they've had to fix it for three years. Um, all right, Jeez. I, know, I, I don't like the fact that they're on here. I, I feel like the industry's trying to pretend that everyone's all good with them now. Um, I think it's gonna be. I'm going to say Fortnite. I feel like Fortnite just keeps smashing it. And with the OG return, I feel like that might have blinched it for it. So, yeah, I'm going to say Fortnite. Okay. Uh, Josh? Um, I hope Cyberpunk 2077. I feel like Phantom <laughs> Liberty. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> I, I want to respect uh, CG Product Red for the effort that they've put into it, like continuing on with it and not dropping it at the site that, at the state, it, you know, started off at. They could have just closed the doors on it and just gone back to the Witcher and gave up, but they didn't. They persevered. Um, and people absolutely love 2.0. They love Phantom Liberty. Um, so, yeah, I think they deserve something. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think uh, 2.0 is a massive step up from what it was. And um, Phantom Liberty, it's not mentioned here, but it's a it's a great DLC. Um, so I wouldn't mind if CD, if, if CD Projekt Ray got it, but... I'd also like Fortnite to get it because I think Fortnite have been killing it this year. Um, but who knows? I don't think they're going to get it. But in my heart, it's always Fortnite. Um, right. Games for Impact. We have A Space for the Unbound, Chance of Sunar, Goodbye Volcano High, Tachia, Terranil, and Venba. Uh, Josh, what do you think in this category? Um, I think it is an absolutely stacked category. Um, mm-hmm. With a bunch of amazing games. Uh, I do hope Goodbye Volcano High does get it. Um, Yeah, Goodbye Volcano High. A Space for the Unbound is something that I'm so glad is here because it came out really early this year. uh, And I hope it carries on in conversations of being such a great game. Um, But yeah, Goodbye Volcano High for me. Uh, Miles. 
Yep, I haven't played any of these games, but I have seen a bit of Tachia and I have seen a bit of Goodbye Volcano High. I think, did you play a space for the Unbound, Josh? I did, I reviewed it in January. Uh, I gave it an eight. Um, I think it teetered out at the end, but the story is phenomenal. Uh, the representation yeah. for the country that they're going for as well is yeah amazing. I think I, I watched a little bit of you uh, share screen it um so i've basically seen snippets of three of the games and the one i liked the look of the most was goodbye volcano high so i'm going to say that one on that basis all right and i think it's not thorough here at the thinking of the podcast oh i'm so <laughs> <laughs> i'm contributed so much to this one um cat um i think i would love to cheer to get it but i think um a space for the unbound or venba might get it Mm. I think Vember House is wrapped up, to be honest. Yeah. Um, again, it's nice to see a space for the unbound. I see an early game actually get some recognition. Um, which hasn't really happened so far in this nomination list. What's up, Hogwarts Legacy? Where you at? Know what I'm saying? Mm. But um Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think Vember's gonna win. Hmm. All right, innovation and accessibility. We have Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. Uh, Miles, what do you think? Uh, I think Sony games do well in this category almost every time. Um, So I feel like Marvel Spider-Man 2 is the obvious choice, and it's the one I'm going to go for. Um, But I do think Mortal Kombat 1 did pretty well this year. I remember checking out some of the accessibility options in there and it was pretty comprehensive. And for a fighting game, it's a very hard thing to balance accessibility without, you know, changing the core gameplay too much kind of thing. Um, So I actually think Mortal Kombat 1 would probably deserve the shout, but I think it will be Spider-Man 2. Kat, what do you reckon? I think, I mean, it'd be weird if Hi-Fi Rush didn't get it, right? Just because it's like a very musically sound game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, who knows? Um, I would like to say Marvel Spider-Man 2, just because they always really promote the soundtracks and like they always do quite well as a separate soundtrack to itself. So those are my two things potentially wait, wait. Hmm. Uh, Josh I've heard good things about Hi-Fi Rush's uh, accessibility options um, similarly with Forza Motorsport as well um, I don't really know about Diablo 4 uh, but like Mars has also said with Sony games they usually do pretty well uh, but nothing stood out when I had a look myself. Um, so I think I'd, I'd either go for High Fry Rush or Forza Motorsport. I remember one of the accessibility options in Diablo 4 because I started playing it on my PS5 and the, and the text was so small. I just couldn't read it. Um, and so I went into the accessibility and I met special subtitles. And you can make them really large in yellow, like covering like the <laughs> entire screen. And... I was like, hell yeah, this is how to do it. So I was like, yep, that's much better. So I can actually read stuff on the, on the screen, which was helpful. Um, so yeah, I got to give a little bit of left diablo for that. But I, yeah, I think 
I think Spider-Man 2's got this one wrapped up. I think um, Sony are very good at their accessibility options, um, particularly Insomniac. They they really take it seriously. And so, yeah, I think that's going to be... Uh, I think... I don't really know about Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or Hi-Fi or Forza. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go for Spidey on that one. All right, then. This is an interesting one. Best performance. This is pretty stacked as well. Uh, we've got Ben Starr from Final Fantasy 16, um, who was Clive, obviously. Uh, Cameron Monaghan. Star Wars Elder Survivor, who was uh, Carl Kestis. Idris Elva from Cyberpunk 2077, Finds and Liberty. Melanie Libbard, who was Anna Wake 2, the FBI woman walking around with uh, Max Payne. Um, Neil Newbon from Baldur's Gate 3. And, of course, Yuri Lorenthal from Marvel Spider-Man 2. Uh, oh, hmm. Pretty stacked there. Kat, what do you think? I think Neil Newborn is going to get it. He plays Asterion, uh, or Starion. From Baldur's Gate, and he has been getting a lot of love. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he took it. All right. Uh, Miles? Uh, I do actually agree with Kat. I think um, Baldur's Gate, again, it's kind of chewing in for the win, and I've heard his performance is very good. Personally, I would like to see Yuri Lowenthal win it, um, just because I really loved his performance in Spider-Man 2. I thought he was brilliant. Um, I... I really like Ben Starr, right? I really like him. And his rendition of Clive is kind of good in its own way, but there's just not the kind of range within that character that I think the other nominate, the other nominees have reached in their roles. Um, so I do feel like it should be someone else um, as much as I really appreciate Ben Starr. Mm. Josh, what do you think? I think I'm absolutely livid that Scott Porter, voice of Harry Osborne, isn't in this. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah i think uh cat is right with neil newborn um yeah he's been getting a lot of love with, and a lot of wins for his performance um similarly ben star though as well golden joysticks last night got got the award for best performance there um so i think it could go either way with the two yeah yeah i think you're right um again i'd love you to get it i think his performance as uh peter particularly as he Kind of like the whole the the the, the venomous stuff and kind of last forty five minutes, I thought it was extraordinary. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see him get that, but yeah, I think they'll stick to either Ben Starr or the newborn in this one. Surprised to see uh, Miles Morales not involved. Actually, I thought he was great as well. He was nominated for the joysticks, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah. It's just strange to see him here, but I'm sure Yuri will uh, shout him out if he wins. Um, all right, the best audio design, Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4. Now, Mars, I wanted to bring you on this one first because I remember you playing Dead Space and you feeling terrified by the kind mm. of like sound effects and stuff. Yes. Um, I guess that kind of makes it a uh, a leader in this category. Yeah, I think Dead Space and Hi-Fi Rush stick out to me as the two kind of standouts i think resi 4 alan wake 2 and spider-man 2 all have great audio but i don't think the audio enhances the gameplay in the same kind of way hi-fi rush is obviously built around its audio design um the same way that i was a big fan of metal hellsinger for last year's um version of this category Mm -hmm. um but dead space uses audio as part of its horror and the only issue i think it runs into is that it's an audio design based on the originals not this iterations they didn't really do a lot differently per se they just improved it and upgraded it um but the audio is what makes dead space 
as scary as it is. It's kind of like with the Halloween movies. If you take the soundtrack away, you lose half of the horror. Um, I think Dead Space loses a hell of a lot if you take out its audio. Um, so I quite happily see Dead Space or Hi- Hi-Fi Rush win this. Part of me, again, kind of wants Hi-Fi Rush to win it just because I think it's built around its audio. And I think the whole game comes together because of it. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Dead Spaces too. Um, and its spatial audio is second to none. So yeah, one of those two. I really couldn't pick between them. If I had to, I'd say Hi-Fi Rush, but it's so close. It's now non-existent. Fair. Um, Kat, what do you think? I thought we did this category, so my bad. Um, I'm going to say Hi-Fi Rush or Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, Josh? Um, I hope Dead Space. Fair. Um, I'm going to go Hi-Fi Rush. Um, just because I think it's kind of well, it's 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 a it's a music game, isn't it? Really, um, at its core. Uh, so I think it's uh, I think it's going to run away with it. Uh, best score and music: Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Hi-Fi Rush, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Cat, um, how's the score and the music in Baldur's Gate Three? Oh, incredible! It always okay. has been. It's always been a very very good score. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if this. Okay, like that Baldur's Gate 3 is the kind of game where like you could go see it at the Royal Albert Hall, like orchestral, like orchestral, sorry. Mm -hmm. So Mm. cool. Um, Miles, what do you reckon? Tough one actually for this. Uh, I do think Baldur's Gate 3, like Kat said, is a good opportunity. Zelda is going to do well in this category. I think a sleeper one for this is Final Fantasy 16. Some of the tracks in that um, soundtrack, particularly a couple of the boss battles, are some of the hypest, most intense like tunes I've ever heard in my life. Um, and one of them in particular had me absolutely fucking pumped. Like I could have gone to the gym <laughs> and smashed out a seven-hour session after that. Um, and so I, I actually would like it to be Final Fantasy 16 because I think it's one of the nominations that has that it really does thoroughly deserve i think the soundtrack quality is amazing um but i think any of these would be a worthy winner i think that's a very high quality category um across the board so yeah i'm just gonna say final fantasy 16 because i love some of the tracks uh josh um i'm with miles i'd really like to see final fantasy 16 take this one um yeah i think there's great implications, implementations of all of them, but 16 music-wise is just, you know, out of this world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, by far my favourite part of the game, uh, for sure. Some of the boss battles, like Mars said, were absolutely insane. And um, made you, like, on the edge of your seat, sweating just because you're getting so involved. Moods is getting so hype and just, like, spinning you into this this, this absolute mad state. And uh, yeah, it's well worth uh, well worth a listen, kind of on its own, really, away from just the game. So yeah, Final Fantasy 16, I think we'll take that. All right, best art direction: Alan Wake Two, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Josh, what do you think? I think Alan Wake Two wins this by a mile. Uh, having not played it, but seen so many people uh, on Twitter post their screenshots and how amazingly atmospheric the game looks. Um, I think it's a shoe in for this one. All right. Um, Cap, what do you think? I agree with Josh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lies of P took this one. 
Mm. Fair. Um, Moss? I'm also with Liza P for this one. Um, I think the world that they built is really quite amazing. Um, and the way that they built out its atmosphere, I think, is great. Um, I do agree. I think Alan Wake 2 has a very good opportunity to win this, just given the kind of style of game it is. But yeah, I'm actually going to go for Liza P on this one. Okay. Well, you're all wrong. It's going to be Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, <laughs> when you get when you get a power up leaf or flower, the it just it it just does things on the screen that I've never seen before in a video game, uh, particularly in a Mario game, and it blows my mind. The originality of it just just blows me away every, every single time, and I think that's worth you know, it's just it's, it's just worth commending. I think it's just a superbly original Mario game, and I think. It might just swipe this under the nose of Liza P. But I could be wrong, but I think it's got a very strong chance because its art direction is what makes that game. It's just the original design, the uniqueness of it is what makes it so special. So I think I want Wonder to win. We shall see. That's what I want anyway. Uh, best narrative. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty. Final Fantasy 16, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Cat, uh, another stacked category. What do you think? I think simply because um, the narrative, or the narrator, should I say, changes depending on what class you are in Baldur's Gate. Uh, they've got something ridiculous, like over 200 different narration styles. Um, oh. and, and I know it's really about storytelling, but I think... That is part of the storytelling, 100%. The, the narration of Baldur's Gate is a humongous part of the game. Like, it's cutscene after cutscene after cutscene. Which, by the way, if you wanted to know, which you don't, that's not the case in 2 and 1. But um, but <laughs> as this is a really, really core element of Baldur's Gate, I do wonder if that will take it for that reason because of the amount of work they've put behind that. Okay. And that is a, a strong case of Borders Gate 3. Um, Miles? Yep, I find it hard to disagree with Kat. I think the sheer number of voice lines, the different narrations, the fact that it's a craft-your-own-story and the game completely adapts to whatever you're doing, I I find it very hard to think of a game that can match the scale of the, of like the narrative that this game can create. Um, I think it's between Borders Gate 3 and Alan Wake 2. Um, I don't see the others as contending with those two. Um, but I do think mm. it'll be Baldur's Gate 3 for those reasons. Josh? Um, yeah, I think Kat makes a great point, but Alan Wake 2 is Remedy's magnum opus, and I think everyone's recognised that for its storytelling. Um, yeah, so I, 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 and I think Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be the big one, so I hope Alan Wake 2 just gets a little bit more love than uh, Baldur's Gate 3, hogging it all. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think you're right. I think it's going to be between Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate. Um, the three that I've kind of played properly and finished: Phantom of Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, and Spider-Man 2. For me, they all kind of fall off in the last half an hour. Um, and mm. so, story-wise, anyway. And so it's, you know, I think well, Final Fantasy falls off like three hours before the end, but um, or ten, or ten, <laughs> or twenty if you're me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, if Final Fantasy XV sixteen was just the first five hours, it'd be the best game ever made. Agreed. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but... and just throw in the boss fights from that point onwards, and then just leave everything else. Yeah, 
yeah, that's all we need. Um, so yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think Cat's right. I think Baldur's Gate Three's got a very strong chance. Um, I wish I stuck it out with Alan Wake Two, but it corrupted my save file, so Alan Wake Two can fuck off. Don't want it to win anything. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, uh, best adaptation. This is an interesting one. Uh, so we got Castlevania, Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and Twisted Metal. Uh, Josh, what do what are we thinking here? Uh, well, to be part of a nine-part series of a whole TV show, I think it's only right that I say The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have not done a podcast on any of the other ones because um, they don't deserve it. They don't bloody deserve uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but people absolutely fucking love Castlevania. Um, mm. So I, it could clinch the win. I'd love it to be The Last of Us. Uh, Kat, what do you think? Uh, I agree. Oh, I would love it to be the last of us. In the year of the fact that, you know, the Pedro Pascal um montages all over my TikTok. And <laughs> I not only think it's blasphemy that he didn't win Sexiest Man Live, although I love Patrick Dempsey. Um, if it doesn't win best adaption, yeah, ho- hopefully he'll get it next year. Um, if it doesn't win um best adaption, then what's the fucking point? Shut the fuck down because you know it's brought to light Bella Ramsey. Like, yep. yes, they were in Game of Thrones, but you know, it's absolutely shone them into stardom, uh, and it's well deserved. Yep, fully agreed. Uh, Miles Thompson, funnily enough, I actually think the Super Mario Brothers movie is gonna win this, <laughs> and Jesus I Christ. I don't even like Mario. Um... But what about yeah. like Nick Offerman or whatever his name is? He was fucking perfect. Yeah, I know. Like, I love The Last of Us, and I would like it to win it. But I do think people are going to go for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I think it's just the most universally popular, and you can't deny the numbers. Um, I didn't fucking no, sob that hard for Jeff to bring up fucking <laughs> Super Mario. <laughs> uh, one point seven billion. Can't really ignore it, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I want The Last of Us to win it, but I think as a show, it did have flaws. Um, and <gasps> it did. We know. How it dare did. you? It was rushed at the end. Okay. Um, and yeah, I just feel like this the Mario movie just did such big numbers, and everyone, like the hype around it at the time was just insane. Like it was off the charts. And I feel like that will carry it. Mm. They were children, though. They don't vote in the Game Awards. Yeah, but. Most of the people who do vote probably have kids and they'll be making them vote for them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. I haven't seen Gran Turismo yet. Um, it's now available on digital. Let's get around to watching that at some point. Uh, Twisted Metal. I've heard good things about Twisted Metal. Um, it, it, what could have been a complete disaster apparently is pretty good. So I do need to watch that at some point. It is going to be between Last of Us and Mario. I really don't know which. Um, I'd love to see The Last of Us get it. Um, I think Keely's got a soft spot for The Last of Us, so I think he might drop a little extra ballots in the box. <laughs> for the Last of Us. A couple extra votes will get found. Yeah, if he wants Pedro Pascal allegedly. at the awards, you know. Yeah, yeah allegedly. Allegedly, whoever's listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not saying anything. We're just, you know, guessing. We're um, going to get ripped off the stage just uh, like no, the uh, Game Awards. I've, uh, I've seen it with my own eyes, guys. I, mean, I was there. Um <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> Mario, Mario, Mario might take this, but 
I would love The Last of Us to to win it. Um, but yeah, God, God knows it really is. How diverse a couple of game things can you get? The Last of Us in the Super Mario Brothers movie, <laughs> Jack um, Black singing Peaches or uh, Pedro peaches, Pascal. Peaches, 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 peaches. Yeah, I mean he's going to be singing Peaches this year at the Game Awards. You know he is. Oh my God, that would actually make me much like happier to tune in and watch it. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go. I'm sorry, I'm going to go Mario. But I really want The Last of Us to win it. Uh, but right then, best game direction. Something we all spent a lot of time thinking about. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mario Brothers Wonder, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Josh Thompson. If we're going purely off uh, direction, uh, it would be Alan Wake 2, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everything else has like a certain element of free will in the game, uh, whereas Alan Wake 2 is a very direct and linear experience that is purposeful and that is due to the, the game's direction. Um, so, yeah, I think it could, be, it could be Alan Wake 2, but I also have never said Tears of the Kingdom apart from once, and I don't... I think uh, it's a bigger game than we've been talking about it because I don't think we're with much on Nintendo heads. So we don't really talk Zelda, but, but yeah, I don't want to deny tears of the kingdom being the kind of behemoth that it is this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Miles, what do you think? Uh, I think this is between Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. Um, Alan Wake 2, I think is no, the love really... Spider-Man this year. It's just, uh, the thing it's is, get Spider-Man, is it's, yeah, it's it's a, it's just like Horizon in that it's a wonderful game, but it doesn't do anything differently enough to be recognized within these kind of awards. Like it needs to have like a standout element to it. And Spider-Man is an incredible title, but it's very like it's a by the numbers third person open world action game. You can fight um, with a cat in your backpack. You can. And I had a great time doing so, but that ain't going to win our direction. <laughs> um it's just one of those unfortunate things where because Sony know their audience so well, they build games for their audience, but the wider audience want to see different things and Spider-Man and Horizon and whatnot, they stick within the wheelhouse that works. Um, whereas Alan Wake 2, for example, its direction is quite novel because it's doing things with like the mind place and the dual kind of narrative structure that you just don't see in something like Spider-Man. Um in the way that they've done it. And Baldur's Gate 3, to be able to direct a game, to be able to effectively like adapt to anything that a player can do within all the hundreds of systems that you've created, um, that takes a level of craftsmanship that's just unparalleled. And as much as Baldur's Gate 3 might not be a great Baldur's Gate game, in terms of the direction it's taken to build Baldur's Gate 3 as it is, I, I think that takes a ridiculous amount of talent and... To me, it's between those two, and it's simply a case of which direction you prefer more than the other. But I don't think any of the other three come close to those two. So, yeah, I'd go for Baldur's Gate 3, but I'd be quite happy to see Alan Wake 2 win it as well. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Kat, what do you think? Well, I was going to say Spider-Man 2 for very similar reasons that Josh has in regards to the fact that, like, game direction 
tells me that it really is about the, the I guess the story and the writing behind it um and can you particularly I guess uh, win an award for an RPG when the player makes the direction and I know yes the argument there is well they had to make the direction in the first place to be able to get the player to make it but um <laughs> and so I wondered if this would be the the category that Spider-Man does take just because it you know it's it's bold and it also targets its you know like for example when we see um like the the gameplay scenes around the deaf community around diversity around culture things like that and i wonder you know if that's going to potentially see some praise so initially i was thinking maybe this is the one that spider-man will get but now after hearing um, Miles's opinion on Alan Wake. I do wonder if that might get it, or Baldur's Gate. But I wouldn't be surprised if Spider Man got it. But maybe Alan Wake will get it. Hmm. That Josh has pointed out. Yeah, I think it's a tough one. I think um, Josh um, mentioned Zelda. I think Zelda is a good shout for this one. Um, it just it is. I've not played it, but it's from from what I can see, it's fully cohesive. It all makes sense. It all it's all straightforward. Um, the game points you in a in like in a direction, but allows you to be quite free at the same time. Um, again, doing a lot of things kind of um, based on player decision, like Baldur's Gate. Um, I think yeah, Mars is right in terms of Baldur's Gate. So the sheer amount of what's going on at any given moment in Baldur's Gate three is quite frightening. Um, so to have all that feel cohesive and make sense is is hugely impressive. Um, Alan Wake two, I've seen some of the live action stuff in in Alan Wake two. I think it's all pretty cool. But um, again, you know screwed up my safe file so I don't want it to win anything <laughs> and um, again Mar- Mario could quite easily take this as well uh, so I don't know it's tough it's tough in my heart I would like to see Spidey win at least something this big because um, I don't think it's really got much on anything else um, as much as I love the game but I think Zelda will take this personally um, so that leads up to game of the year we made it and it's Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Josh, who's going to take the big one? Baldur's Gate 3. And it's not even close. Okay. Miles? Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. It's going to be Baldur's Gate 3. This, it, it, this is like... To think that the rest of the games in this category don't even stand a chance is wild. And it just shows the level of fervor that's been around Baldur's Gate since it came out. Um, you know, in a year where a Resident Evil remake is considered one of the best games, you know, action games ever made, and isn't even in really the reckoning. You know, Spider-Man 2 is a phenomenal game, but it's not gonna touch it. Um yeah, and the fact that we have a Legend of Zelda game is, and that's also probably not going to win. I just think if your title is that much of a front runner with this much confidence, I don't know how they've managed to do it, but they've nailed something. They've figured out the video game community and they've smashed it. So, yeah, I think it's Baldur's Gate. Uh, Cap. Yeah, I can't agree more. Baldur's Gate will take it. So there you go. We are fully agreed. Starfield wins Game of the Year. <laughs> the game awards. It's actually going to be Death Loop again. It's actually going to be Josh. Josh is going to win. win. <laughs> <laughs> game of the year is Josh Thompson. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm the winner. So I'm yeah, there we glad. go. I'm just glad it's not Death Loop. 
No, true. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there you go. Those are our predictions for the Game Awards on December 7th. No love for Hogwarts Legacy. Not even one. I'm so sad about that. It's, it's devastating. The, I think it's the controversy around it, to be honest. I think it's it is, but like, don't well. be a fucking pussy. Like, it deserves what it deserves. And they, they're not working for J.K. Rowling. Those, those are devs that have put a lot of hard work into a really, really well-executed game for a very beloved franchise. So, yeah, like, but... have some fucking balls. Stop putting Bobby Kotick on your fucking boards and put Hogwarts Legacy in places where it deserves. If yeah. it's if if you're not a Hogwarts fan, like, is it anything but like a, an all right game? Like, realistically, I mean, you, point, can, you can say the same about Spider Man, can't you? Yeah, you can you say know? that about anything. If if yeah, if, I mean, if, if it's only can, the IP that's but... carrying it, then yeah, of course it's of course it's going to go to a fan base. Yeah, you know, Hogwarts I mean, sold fucking bucket loads, and they can't all be massive, massive Harry Potter fans. Yeah, you know? just when Cat was reviewing it and playing it, I was asking, I was just digging around like questions, and there were like valid complaints about the game that Cat raised, and I was just like, that does sound like, like, you know, not the perfect game. So no, I don't know, not and, the and perfect I game, but it definitely of... deserves. Something. I don't think it. I don't think it maybe deserved game of the year, but I think like art design no. Hogwarts was extraordinary to walk around. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Art, I think art direction that that deserved a, a bit of love. The sound design as well. Everything sounded like Hogwarts, and you know, sounded like sounded like a, sounded like the movie. You know, it just it felt like also, you were, this is an, you know, this is an so open much. world an open world game on a very beloved franchise. This shit needs to be technical. You cannot make Hogwarts look different. So because no. the fan base would would destroy it because they'd be like, oh shit, because Hogwarts doesn't look the same. Like they've had to meticulously like copy the ceiling for fuck's sake. Like that's the mm. thing of like the technicality should have been given a nod. Yeah. Alone, yeah. let alone. I do I think art and technical should have should have should have recognized Hogwarts Legacy, in my opinion. I do think the operative word there is copy, though, as opposed to create. But you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I think so, though, because like uh, copying what though? There's never been an open world. Harry no, Potter but there has been there has been reference to films and locations and everything uh, visual and audio audible. Is a recreation of something that's existed in, in in a product. There is, but you've got to do the three sixty version of that. The three sixty version where you can walk around to every like little tiny bit. And is that not just the fun mm. of it of being able to? It's like Resident Evil, for example. Like when people, you know, remake the Resident Evil map on Dead by Daylight, and it's that, it's exactly the same. Like there's a difference between yeah, I came in they they got the blueprint for that from the Resident Evil games. But this has been built from the ground up to look as beloved as people imagine it to be. And the places that haven't been shown in the film or have a mere screenshot in the film have been fleshed out in this game that you can literally walk around a shop, even to the boring water pipe at the back of the brick. Mm. I remember like being on TikTok and there were some TikToks of the audiobook being played and it was describing the areas in Hogwarts as you as they were walking around. And it was like it was like one one. It was unbelievable. You know, yeah. it was like they, well, they like buy into that and believe it and make mm. that. 
Amazing. And I, I just, I don't know. I was, I was, I was a little sad about that, but I'm sad. There you I'm go. sad. Hey, listen, Atomic Heart was snubbed, right? That game fully deserved every award. <laughs> yeah, and Atomic Heart had Quidditch in it. As well, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the real reason it didn't get nominated. There was no Quidditch. Yeah, there we are. Something for the sequel, Porky Games. Something for the sequel. Thank you very much. Um, all right then. I mean, yeah, we haven't got a lot of time, but we can't really ignore this week without talking about Rockstar. Um, very, very quickly, they have announced that the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming early December. That is confirmed. It is happening. Grand Theft Auto 6 is a real video game, ladies and gentlemen. So, I mean, we talk about Grand Theft Auto a lot on this podcast, and we talk about what GTA 6 could be or might be, but we never really sort of like dig down into what we actually want from Rockstar this time around. Um, so. Uh, before recommendations, very quickly, because I know we are we are we are pushing it a bit. We always do with these nomination episodes. I'm very, very sorry if you're listening and there's still stuff to talk about, but that's how it is. Um <laughs> uh, Mars, what do you GTA six? When what do you want to see? What what can Rockstar do to innovate, to make it special, to make it a bit more unique, to make it a bit more interesting, to make it more exciting? Um yeah, all of that in about 30 seconds. Go. Uh, very difficult to do. I think they've done a lot of that already. Um, I think they're going with different protagonists um, with a different approach to their satire and comedy, which I think will be an interesting approach. I think the biggest thing for them is to make the city feel more alive and that will be kind of fleshing out denser spaces. So like indoor areas, interiors, um, and mixing it up with the kind of mission design that we'll expect to see. Um, But I think it's going to be more Grand Theft Auto. And I'd personally like to see more of a return to the style of gameplay in 4 as opposed to 5. But I think it will be closer to 5, given that it's going to be a Vice City-inspired iteration this time around. So I just want it to be fun. I want more Grand Theft Auto. I want it to be fun. And I want to be able to just drive around and follow the road rules for a minute and then decide to go and mow everyone down. And as long as I can do that, I'm a happy camper. I think you'll be a happy camper. I will be a happy camper. (laughs) Um, Kat, what would you like apart from uh, 10 different versions of the game over the next 10 years? <laughs> I'd like 50 more re-releases of GTA 6 before GTA 6 comes out. Okay, and 600 yeah. trailers for each of them. Yeah, yeah, and I'd like it to be in every award show for the next two years, but like the sure. same two and a half minute trailer. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> I'm very similar to Miles, really. I'd like to see just more real like really fleshing out the city i'd really like throwbacks i'd really like to see a female protagonist as well so there is whether one. that'd be good great cool um i'd really like to see trevor just because i fucking love that dude Stephen Ogg <laughs> is amazing i'd like to see a nod whether you can like do missions with them or um you know you get a nod in the city for them like you do with you know other kind of sequels i like miles said i think i think gta has done a lot of amazeball stuff already so it is just uh, bringing in an old stuff like the interior design stuff more missions inside um or more fleshing out. even though they did the house they had michael's house and you know you did a couple of things for parking lot and all that shit but yeah there's oh, just 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 more but but more does that make sense yeah, yeah. more totally, but not the more. same yeah more females man females females can kick ass too jesus christ yeah, I think I think that was that was part of the leak, wasn't it, last year? Um, that there was a female protagonist. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not. Yeah, it's sure. pretty much uh, an open secret at this point. Yeah, but uh, we'll find out in December, won't we? Very exciting. Uh, Josh, what would you like from Grand Theft Auto Six? Um, I would like 
the emotional maturity that Red Dead Redemption 2 had with their story, uh, with a flair of GTA 4, where it's potentially characters or character with uh, an underrepresented story of, of America and their perspective and how they could go so deep with that. Um, I think Nico Bellic is probably one of the most interesting characters we've had in a game, let alone a GTA game. Um, and that spoke to his uh, unique story. And uh, yeah, I want to see something similar to that, uh, where it's not just kind of silly satire of LA like uh, GTA 5 was, um, as much as I loved that game. Um, but yeah, I want them to be able to advance their storytelling even further than what Red Dead Redemption 2 was and everything else that everyone has said. Uh, what I don't want it to be is a campaign that's tied into GTA Online. Just give me a single-player mm. experience and I'll be happy. Yep, yep. I think that's uh, universally acknowledged. I think um, single-player players have been waiting very, very patiently for a new graphic story. So, uh, Good yeah. Answer, well done, Josh. Yeah. yeah, I think a deeper story would be nice because I did like that about GTA 4. Um, but I did prefer Nico's brother over Nico. Nico, <laughs> let's go bowling! You know? but... Roman, fuck off! <laughs> but no, I mean, I'll, I will forget, I, I, mean, I won't forget what I'm, I'm meant to say, um, how the ending of GTA 4 made me feel. And it was deep and it was dark and it was like, was very, very unexpected. And I think Nico's story is the most interesting one, GTA, for sure. So mm. something, uh, something along those lines with Kind of like, like you said, the heart of Red Dead would be incredible. Mm. Um, but um, I don't know. I think the 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 madness of Five is just it just took over the planet. So I just hope that if there's a mesh of the two in some way, then that would be great. Um, because the ending yeah. of GTA Five didn't make me feel anything. It was just like, oh, it's over. Okay, that was fun. Um, I'll wait mm. for the single player DLC, which never came. <laughs> um, but yeah, I t- I totally agree. Something. Slap bang in the middle of uh, GTA 4, Red Dead 2, and GTA 5. Uh, not much to ask, Rockstar. You can make that happen. That'd be great. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's going to be so interesting to see what this is because it's got to please a hell of a lot of people. 230,000 retweets that we had. Oof. Yeah. That's just the announcement of a trailer. <laughs> it's just absolutely bonkers. Their, their social presence always does so many numbers. They they literally don't have to do anything and mm. people go back wild. Yeah. I remember when they just before they announced Red Dead 2, they changed the colour of their uh image. Oh my god, yeah. And people just went fucking insane. That's what so they did. I did. I was one. <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean that's uh, that's what we got to look forward to in December. Um hopefully it won't be at the game awards. Hopefully they do it on their own terms. Um I think it will get a bit lost. There, but um, Rockstar don't tend to do that, so fingers crossed they'll announce it just on a just on their website with a trailer like they did for GTA 5 and Red Dead. That'd be sweet. All right, then let's get to our recommendations very quickly. This is where we find some type of the week that we want to share with you. Well, let's know whether it be a book, a game, a TV show, a movie, a Miss Minutes Clock, or a light bulb. I mean, it could be anything. Uh, Kat, what is your recommendation this week? Um, so last year for Christmas, I bought Miles, oh, no, it was for his birthday, for his birthday this year. I bought Miles a Velvetizer. Oh, God um, damn it. This is going to be mine. 
Oh, fucker. And essentially, it's literally crack for hot chocolate. So, uh, yeah, they're they're not not the cheapest, but, um, you know, Black Friday's coming up um, or has come. Who knows? (laughs) No, it's coming up. Um, And Christmas is coming up. Maybe put it on your Christmas list for Santa because it is incredible. It basically melts tiny flakes of hot chocolate and it is the foamiest smoothest most velvety hot chocolate comes with little cups loads of flavors and it is like i said crack or hot chocolate mm, that sounds good I've had one every day this week and it's amazing that sounds good i love the sound of that uh miles your recommendation this week uh, it was going to be that because, like Kat said, it's absolutely banging. <laughs> I haven't enjoyed hot chocolates like this in my entire life. Um, so instead, I'm going to recommend Stronghold Definitive Edition. Um, nerd! Uh, nerd! Oh, it's been such a good nerd week, Roscoe. And I've got more <laughs> nerd stuff coming up. It's wonderful. Um, so this is a, a, a kind of a cross between a remaster and a remake of the 2001 original um i used to play them as a kid so getting the chance to replay this game again it's like with spider-man as well i've just had this amazing kid wish fulfillment life this past couple weeks um and they've redone the visuals they've redone the audio they've added uh two new kind of campaigns that you can play as well as remastering the original campaign um it kind of puts other remasters to shame in terms of how much they've added how much they've improved how much they've overhauled certain systems um it's just a fantastic remaster done with so much love that i was just playing and i was like this is incredible this is like playing as kid me again but in a modern up-to-date version of the game itself so yeah heartily recommend it my review is going live tomorrow morning and yeah well done firefly studios smashed it now give me a strong crusader remaster please oh sorry you're done okay great yeah Um, sorry i had to nerd out for a minute oof um, so that's uh, something, something edition. Cool. Look forward it's to a it. castle building strong holes of definitiveness. <laughs> Jesus That one. I mean, I mean, yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> Josh, your recommendation this week? I've got like three cool movies to choose from. Uh, the Killer by David Fincher on Netflix. Awesome film. Um, Bottoms is also a great film. Uh, but I want to talk about Dream Scenario. Um, Dream Scenario stars Nick Cage as someone who nobody cares about. He's a very boring gentleman. Besides the fact that he's turning up in everybody's dreams for no apparent reason. Um, he's not doing anything in those dreams. He's just hanging about. You you could be having a horrible nightmare and there's Nick Cage's character just there staring at you. Um, this happened, this starts with his daughter uh, who then learns that someone at work is dreaming about him. Uh, he's like a science professor. Um, and then uh, friends of friends are dreaming about him. And it just goes buck wild. The whole country are dreaming about him. Nobody knows why. Um, and yeah, I'll leave it at that as the kind of premise. Um, but it's very oddball humour, very funny without kind of being like a comedy film. It's just kind of like the delivery of characters talking um, is hilarious. Nick Cage is putting on a performance. I wouldn't say of a lifetime, but uh, I just love to watch him act. uh, And he does such a funny job here. Um, 
and it is actually quite emotionally poignant at the same time as well so by the end of it you can't help but feel kind of bittersweet about the film um so yeah dream scenario i'd definitely check it out i was a trailer for that the other day and i'm like i, I just love nick cage right now mm-hmm. like, that yep. and um you know uh the Pedro pascal film that he did God, what's it called oh yeah uh the um the massive weight and unbelievable talent or something like that. Yes. Yes. The unbearable weight of um, massive talent. Yeah. That's the yeah. one. Um, uh, just, Oh, Nick Cage is just fucking rules. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. And um, yeah, I was, I was starting to watch the killer. It looked a little, I don't know. I, I love David Fincher, but this one looked a little kind of uh, by the numbers, David Fincher, but um, yeah, I might, I might, I might give it a shot. It, it can, it will sound really wanky that I say this, but that's kind of the point of the film okay um there's something very cerebral about fincher and his and this film kind of almost taking the piss out of himself and his films and how they are and what they do and what they mean um Hmm. uh, whilst just being like this very like it feels like hitman the movie without it being hitman the movie either the original or the remake that were both disasters um yeah, there's something very comical but very sinister about it, and it's definitely him reflecting on his own career at the same time. Interesting. Okay, that, that makes him more excited to watch it. I shall give it a go. Um, have you seen the Marvels yet? Um, I've seen clips whilst I've checked screens, and I don't care for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. not so high first I've had the baby. No. I think it might be a. I'll check. I'll grab it on Disney Plus. Definitely. Uh, whilst you're doing something else as well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Miss um, Marvel. I love that series. Um, I'm I'm excited to see her in it. I've heard she's the best part, um, which I'm glad to hear because cool. yeah, she's that. she's such an enjoyable character. Mm. Um, it's just the state of Marvel at the moment, uh, and it's just really unfortunate that it's. it's I don't even want to say it's a controversy. It's just pig-headed dickheads that kind of have like this like disdain for Captain Marvel yeah. um, that it's just got a bad film in its can for ammunition for those said dickheads to kind of you know be like well told you bad films but I think it's just the state of Marvel at the moment mm, yeah it's a shame it's a shame mind you Loki was superb I really enjoyed uh, season two I've heard um, it's I think it just solidifies Loki as the best character in the MCU, without a doubt. And um, wow. I, I cannot... I mean, Hilderson is doing like the performance of his life in season two, and um, I'm very excited to see where this goes. That's all I'll say. But it's, uh, yeah, it's cracking. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but my recommendation is um, Robbie Williams. Remember that guy? I watched his documentary on Netflix. And um, if you're a fan of Robbie Williams, dear listener, don't watch it. It'll make you despise him to such a degree that you turn it off halfway through. <laughs> I mean, I, I ended up watching the whole thing. And by the end of it, I was like, man, I really didn't enjoy that. And I didn't kind of have any expectation going in. I mean, the, I, I wanted to compare it to the Beckham documentary, which was fantastic. Um, but this one is so, it's so self, it's self-aggrandizing because it's Robbie 
looking back on his career, you know, just going through all the drugs and all the, you know, all the mental health issues that he had. And I, I did, I did kind of feel sorry for him in those moments, but it makes you, he's so woe is me. It's not, it, it, it's a very different story than what David Becker went through. And it's, it makes you just go, you kind of brought all of this on yourself, man. You know, I've always been a fan of Robert. I've never hated Robert at all. I've always, you know, growing up as a young singer, I've always looked up to Robbie as an entertainer, um, especially during my, you know, during my holiday park days. And I've always kind of had a soft spot for him, but this really, this documentary really made me question that. And I don't think that was the point of it. I think the point of it was to kind of um, rally with him. Um, and instead it made me kind of rally against him a little bit, which was very unexpected. Um, but it's a, it's a stomp. It's got a very different vibe to the Becker documentary. And I think that if you are, if you're a hardcore fan, there's some interesting stuff in here, but it's nothing you haven't heard before. You know, he's very, he's always been very open and honest about his addictions and about his, you know, about his issues. And, you know, so there's nothing really new to say or new to see here, but you know, the way that he dealt with them and the way that he presents them, uh, presents them, presented them, um, made me kind of, not ratty for him or root for him. Um, you know, he makes it out the other side and he's got a wife and a family now, and I'm very happy about that. But yeah, um, it was difficult to feel sorry for him when he basically brought it on himself his entire career. Um, and that's something that the show delves into without realizing it. I think, I think it realizes that it goes so deep that, you know, you realize it was Robbie himself that put him there to put himself there rather than, the difference is in David Beckham, he was put there by, you know, the media and the England fans during 1998 and how that kind of hell was built around him, whereas Robbie made it for himself. And it was difficult to kind of want to grab a shovel and drag him out of it because it's like he'd never learned anything. And I think that's that's something that really resonated with me throughout the documentary. Um, this is not gaming related at all, but yeah, that's something that I wanted to share because if you were tempted to watch it, then... By all means do, of course, yeah. But um, I think that you might leave it with a bit of a sour taste in your mouth more than you might have expected. Um, which is the uh which is kind of the opposite, I think, of what the documentary was going for. Um so yeah, so that's the Robbie documentary on Netflix now. But what it does have on there is Robbie Live at Debworth, when Robbie was at his absolute peak, and it's a fucking amazing show. So um if you're a fan, go and watch that again in nice 4K on Netflix. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, that does bring this Marusia podcast to a son of men. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Of course, don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course, who's smart and not on Twitter, slash X, slash third, slash any social media. If you really like what we do, you want to follow our Patreon for one dollar a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. And of course, if you like this podcast, do go and give it a nice and shiny review over at Spotify slash Apple. Get the five stars. That'd be really nice. If you really like what we do, give it five stars. If you hate this podcast, give it five stars. What difference does it make to you? Nothing at all. But it makes all the difference to us. Thank you very much indeed. Until next time, then, it is goodbye from Cat. PTFN. <laughs> it is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell. It is goodbye from Josh Thompson. Bye, everyone. And it is goodbye from me. 
Until next time, my friends, I'll see you on the other side.